Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. And welcome to this episode of the Hagman Report. It is Friday, October 20th, 2017. I'm Doug Hagman with my co-host Joe Hagman together, America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. Coming at you pretty hot. We've got uh, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. Steve Quayle is going to be joining us for the first two hours. Uh, Empire Beneath the Ice. i got it right here, as a matter of fact. I was checking that out earlier today, uh, wanting to, um, to... I was actually looking at some... Uh, Looking at it for some reference material, and uh, if you don't have this book, it's it's a critical read. Empire Beneath the Ice: The Truth About History Has Been Hidden, and that is for certain. Of course, we're going to be talking about that with Steve Quayle, uh, coming right up here. Now, I'll tell you that we broadcast every weeknight at seven to ten p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network, and of course, BTR and YouTube Live. We also have two shows as well: my show, nine to ten p.m. Eastern or nine to ten a.m. Eastern Time. Um, and uh, Joe is 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time as well. So let's uh, Do we have Steve? Let's bring him right on. Yes, we do. All right. Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Welcome to the Hagman Report, sir. Well, hey, everybody. I'm so happy to be with you guys tonight, Doug, Joe, and the entire listening audience. We're going to talk about an Antarctica update and also uh, the second hour, Mars. But Antarctica is the critical uh, focus, Doug, for the majority of black ops, meaning the secret programs that most people don't know about, and also ancient civilizations and the technology that was able to stay hidden for all these years and by a civilization that the Nazis basically uh, cut a deal with and uh, henceforth the title for my book, Empire Beneath the Ice. Now, I want to share something. I'm not immediately out of the chute trying to sound self-serving, but here's the thing. I believe that when I put that book out, it was at the time that uh, the Lord had me put it out, because up until that time, nothing had ever been done. Now, there are other people that had written about it, Jim Mars, uh, God bless him, and others. There are uh, Michael Sala, there are some really fine authors out there. But the difference was is that my take on it and my information from all the different sources basically pointed me to the Nazis in New Schwabenland and the deal they had made. Now, I want to put some things into perspective. You cannot understand what's going on in the Antarctica until you understand that under Heinrich Himmler and under the Third Reich, they went into realms of the occult, searching through volumes, literally tens of thousands of volumes of uh, different esoteric literature, what some people call, and I agree with them, satanic writings, also the uh, leftovers of uh, any type of uh, oh ancient history, myth, or legend that attributed any of its strength to the supernatural. So the reason to quote Dr. Warner von Braun and also Dr. Herman Oberth and others about the Nazis being able to develop the rockets, uh, flying saucers, and they really did, working on nuclear weapons, and also stargates. Now, for the record, uh, for a number of years, there were 
certain individuals that were in the deep black program that would give me stuff to tell. And they would give me stuff to tell in order to get people prepared. And I thought that, oh, people would just be loving it to hear this stuff and would do something about it. Guess what, Doug? My biggest disappointment was guessing wrongly. And their big, biggest uh, uh, statement to me, which is right, they said, Steve, you care, but most people don't. Now, just why Antarctica is in the news is simple. Because underneath the ice, and I will say this, that there is a way, a system that I was told to artificially generate ice, just like you hear of weather control, weather modification, all of the different... uh, Oh, what did you say? Weather control and modification patents, of which there are hundreds of them, that Dane Wigington and others have placed on geoengineeringwatch.org, I'm sorry, that the technology has existed. So if if an advanced civilization and the uh, Nazis that pretty much won World War II and then came or sued for peace with the United States uh, were able to, if you will, uh, create uh, an ice cloaking mechanism you can understand how they could stay hidden for so long. But inherent with the ice cloaking mechanism of the Antarctic as well as the Arctic, the North Pole and South Pole, are a little thing called volcanoes which become problematic. Doug, I was going through my uh, oh, my website just in my archives, and I want to read some of the uh, uh, emails, excuse me, not emails, forgive me, too many emails. And by the way, I don't answer emails anymore unless they're related to uh, uh, customers or clients. I just can't do it. Uh, I wish I would have had the strength of character not to do it all along, but I can't uh, answer, uh, you know, uh, just four questions that basically a person wants. I, I just can't do anymore. I don't mean to be aloof, but after 25 years of talk radio and uh, being on, you know, uh, a lot of, I can't say that word, a lot of people's uh, hate quail lists, I just don't have time for anymore, and I believe the place that God has for me is warning people now of the coming supernatural warfare, and uh, basically, uh, you know, the things that they don't see in the spirit realm that are going to manifest the physical realm. So, what I want to share to Tonight, we're going to do the first hour specifically on the Antarctic, so feel free to ask me questions. But the idea is simply this, that the announcement of ruins from futuristic civilization and the ones that have been hidden in Antarctica, there are going to be concurrent announcements made from world leaders at a given time. And guess what? The United Nations dump, uh, uh, disaster beyond my ability to describe, even with made-up words, is going to orchestrate it all. I want everybody to ask themselves this question. Who is powerful enough to summon the world's religious leaders and the world's political leaders to a secret, if you will, revealing or a secret uh, planning session to gain total control of uh, the planet Earth and to, at the point of their choosing, make their presence known. Well, you know, we don't have to play the Jeopardy theme song in the background. What is going on is is that the God of this world, little G, who I believe is Satan, and his minions have ruled surreptitiously from both under the ice and off planet. And the thing that most people cannot even begin to understand is this, that when Jesus said the whole world lies in the evil one, there 
wasn't a partiality, there wasn't a segmentation, there wasn't a percentage, and there wasn't a decimal point in that statement. In other words, the whole world does. I hope by the end of tonight people will wonderfully understand, maybe that's a good word, understand, that's wonder and understand together, just what a magnificent offer of salvation and redemption that God has offered to those who will accept his son, Jesus Christ. Now, people say, well, you need to leave out the spiritual stuff. What's coming, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have the power of God, you will absolutely be consumed by the power of hell. It's up to you. You know, Doug, before I came down here to get ready for the program, I, I just grabbed a quick uh, bite, some lettuce and stuff, and uh, the point being, there was some gentleman on uh, Fox News, and he was talking about what the problem was with evangelical Christians, and the fact that basically he was calling them cowards, but he said it in such a way that they won't, here's what he basically said, those of you who just watched it, I believe he's the author of a book, said, uh, there's nothing they're willing to fight for. What a tragedy. So I categorically, you know, and I identify with biblical realists redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, walking in a transformative experience by the presence of the Holy Ghost, repenting and believing that I am God's workmanship and not the workmanship of hell, though I was the workmanship of hell until God restored his image in me through the blood of Jesus. So what I'm saying tonight is this. You could no more get evangelical Christians, the majority of them, to listen to a, uh, a presentation, a two-hour presentation like this, and you could to get them to stand up for Jesus. Most people don't get that. So let's get right into the Antarctica. You have to ask yourself, who is powerful enough to summon? Well, the answer is the prince of this world. Who is powerful enough to cause a consistent and almost a simultaneous hate for the people of God? Well, the answer to that is the prince of this world, the prince of darkness. And now the idea is the closest thing on Earth to a mission to Mars is the Antarctica. So let me tell everybody how this is going to unfold. And for the record, do you remember, Doug, on your show when we first talked about uh, Empire Beneath the Ice? How oh, yeah. Nazis won. Yeah. How, was that a, a 12 months ago or 18 months ago? I don't remember. That was, Steve, that was within a week, I think, of your book coming out. So, uh. Yeah, and when did that come out? Uh, you write books, uh, so, so much, Steve, I gotta tell you. Um, I think it, it, somebody could let me know. It's, here's what I'm getting at. 18 months ago. And, and, and during that time period when the book came out, I said, you watch. The narrative is going to change from the Antarctica to Mars, and they're going to tie the Antarctica to Mars, and the Martian microbes seeded the life and that in the under the ice in Lake Vostok and in the, if you will, the quiet, calm, tropical paradise that exists uh, under the ice, which basically the Germans uh, uh, spelled out in detail, they're going to announce that the Martians created us. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, and that that was the really the crux of the issue, and, and yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, by the way, it was I think it was mid twenty fifteen, Steve. So whenever that would have been to answer your question. Okay, yeah. So okay, thank you. So you know what we're looking at two and a half years ago. Uh, I, whatever two years whatever ago. it is, uh, yeah. I guess what I, what I'm trying to say, Doug, is is that uh, uh, it's it's critical. 
it's absolutely critical that people understand that the people aren't just going down to Antarctica for no reason. We now have the greatest manifestation of weather warfare through waves being emanated from ancient technology that's been switched on, turned on. Imagine this. Imagine a puzzle. And imagine scientists in different parts of the world, and I believe it was due to the timing and the grace of God, were getting pieces of the puzzle, but they didn't know how to switch on, if you will, the doomsday weather machines. Oh, they, they were able with 200 patents to pretty much generate the weather, and as the Russians claim, they were able to take Tesla's uh, patent uh, geodynamic energy, or telegeodynamic energy, and split the earth if they wanted to, which, by the way, isn't an idle boast. But imagine, due to the timing of the rebellion on planet Earth, the full-court press for the uh, uh, treasure of the universal worship of all men on the planet to Lucifer himself when he sits enthroned, that these pieces came together supernaturally and at a time that was appointed. Just as in the book of Daniel, it talks for the appointed time when God would release specific uh, understanding and knowledge. That's what's going on with Antarctica. So now the thing that's fascinating is most people don't understand from 1976 to date, they claim that more than 21,000 meteorites have been found from Mars on Earth. So the question remains, how did all those Mars meteorites come to Earth? Well, the Jeopardy song goes back into play, but then you understand that there has been a cataclysmic war going on between good and evil, and God judged the fallen angels on the planet Rahab. And I, I presented this at the, um, oh, good night, the True Legends Conference in Branson, and those who were, um, who got the videos and were there or live stream know what that's about. So as I go to the, the show with you tonight, the things that I want to hit about, hit about, or hit on, if you will, is that now we have, if you will, a total Martian book of creation that the peoples of Earth and the scientists of Earth are already getting ready to prepare the people on the surface of the Earth for. Now, as you know, Antarctica is not to be militarized, but that didn't apply to the United States because we've got plenty of uh, military uh, presence there. Within months, I told people that according to my sources, and my sources, I can't name them, number one, I wouldn't, but number two, they've heard me say, and I do not want to know their name. I will stop them. They say, hi, I'm Ted, and I work with you, and I say, don't. Stop it. I said, I don't know. What do you want me to say? What do you, what information do you have for me? I'll ask the, uh, the person to give it to me. I obviously file it away. And then I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, give me two or three witnesses to this information that are totally unrelated to each other. So that's how, Doug, that's the only way I can do it. And then as I say on your show, probably this line more than any other line I've ever spoken, take it to the Lord in prayer. Because, again, there are people who say, I don't think you tell the truth. Well, what you don't think doesn't matter. Uh, people who are praying and really crying out to God, saying, Lord, where do I go to find out what's really going on from a biblical perspective? A lot of them end up listening to you, Doug, and to the guests on your show, and obviously are brought to me through you and also my website. But I think it's important that people understand something that Mars and the Earth could be, if you will, twin planets. 
we're so close to having the same spin axis. I'll just give this to people who weren't at Branson. Earth's spin axis is 23 degrees 44. Mars is 23.98, 97.7 similarity. Earth's rate of rotation is 1,436 minutes. Mars's rate of rotation is 1,477 minutes, so a similarity of 98.2%. Excuse me a minute. Getting, you're listening, you're listening to Steve Quayle. Yeah, that's no problem. I just want to reintroduce you that you're listening to Steve Quayle. For those just tuning in, stevequayle.com is, is, is his website. We're talking about the ties between Antarctica and uh, Mars. And i got to tell you, Empire Beneath the Ice is really requir- required reading, folks, uh, definitely. And he was ahead of his time. So go ahead. Uh, if you've recovered, Steve, i got your back, brother. Thanks. Go ahead. Okay. Amount of scientific endeavor that's taking place in Antarctica and the truth of Mars are the things that I guess if I could ask, and I do ask the Lord this, I said, Lord, will you please reveal to your people your signature on this revelation? Because look, Doug, and, and I'm 66, and my, my final days, which are known to the Lord, years or months, whatever it is, I want them to count for Jesus. And that the greatest heartwarming emails I get are, thank you, no one would ever answer my question about how all this stuff fit together, and you did. Obviously, there are people that will not accept it under any uh, pretext, context, no matter if it stared them in the face or they were instantly taken through a stargate to Mars. I've got to share with people that the Antarctic, there are people that have... uh, been to the Antarctic. Well, one of them is a very famous talk show host whose father worked for an aerospace firm after his company was bought out. I won't give his name on, but if you put two and two together, you'll figure it out. He's been to Antarctica as a child and literally could tell you stories. And I've been pushing him uh, to you know come forth and break forth because he's old enough that I don't know how many years he has on Earth, but his days are shorter than mine. So if someone's literally been to Antarctica, I'll pay attention to them, especially when they can validate and verify all the different stories that I've been told. Now, uh, Antarctica, even it's fascinating because the geothermal features of Antarctica, which are fed by a subterranean labyrinth of over 100 uh, you know, volcanoes, uh, is absolutely an astonishing thing. It's a literal, if you will, world within a world. It would be the quintessential expression of Shangri-La or Shambhala. And without the cosmic radiation that is present to those on Earth, you know, you could expect the, the longevity to be greater there. In other words, people could live to be older. It is my contention, and I've never said this before, based on what I know, based on who I know, and based on the information I've been given, that obviously those who have ruled the planet have succeeded in genetically cloning complete uh, duplicates of the originator. They have completely uh, succeeded in downloading the subconscious and the essence of a human. Now, the question I get asked, can they transfer the spirit if that person was created in the image of God? Can that transfer in? In other words, imagine someone who's a Christian who's getting ready to die, and they, they basically embrace the dark side. Here's the key. Pay attention to the terminology, everyone. Do they have then that same, if you will, entity 
that they were when they were a Christian before they turned away from Jesus and are basically duplicated and downloaded? My answer is no, and it's a real simple thing, because the new creation that God generates is in us, meaning we're the seed of Adam. We come to Jesus, we're considered the seed of the second Adam. That's what Jesus is called, the Son of Man. That's why we are his brothers uh, brothers or his sisters, but he is the Son of God, and he adopts us. He makes us accepted in the Beloved. That's just basic Bible. So when you're talking about a, a situation that's taking place under the Antarctic, you've got to recognize this, that it's a pretty tempting and seducing thing to offer you that you can live forever and never die. And look at how advanced we're going to be. There's a gentleman listening to this show tonight. I can use his first name, Will, God bless you, who basically was approached. And if I didn't think I'd put his da- his life in danger, he was spec ops guy. He now works as a federal agent. And the deal is if I could get him to come on and tell the story about two people who approached him concerning me, and I don't know how long ago this was, Doug, because I don't mean to be losing track of time, but I live in the now. Today is the day of salvation. And by the grace of God, it's not senility. It's the, it's the importance of the day. He was approached by two people that basically, and, and, and when I tell these stories, people think it's bragging or whatever. It's just, it just is, and I don't have anything to defend. I have to answer to God for what I'm going to say. But they told him, they said, you need to talk to Quail. You need to tell him what we're willing to offer him if he'll change his tune and start to take the people that listen to him. And they were aware of how many people listen, probably better than I am. And, uh, you know, if we were... If if Quail would do what we say, he could name his price, okay? And by the way, one of them drove, just to, to be specific, one of them drove an old Porsche racing car, I forget the number nine, and uh, if that gentleman's uh, listening, you know, look, you guys basic, now I'm going to, somebody said Quail's talking in code. No, I'm specifically speaking to the people that offered this. You know, It sounded really good, but unfortunately, it's not good as eternity. These people went on to tell my friend about the world they see and the the advanced technology that exists on other planets and other places and blah, 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 a deal that no one could refuse except what? It isn't coming from the Spirit of God, and of course it was refused. So, Doug, what I'm trying to do now is my days on talk radio are in God's hands, and I'm shifting gears. I'm going into the unseen world that's going to be visible. If I could tell you how many times now Antarctica is coming up in conversations with people that I know or people who know what majestic or cosmic clearance is, you'd be amazed, ladies and gentlemen. You'd be amazed. So how do all these Martian meteorites get close to Earth? Well, listen, 700 B.C., uh, before Jesus, and actually I don't say BCE, I'll just say before Christ, and if I had my way, it would be before the advent of Jesus Christ, B-A-G-O-C or whatever, what uh, before the advent, you know what I'm saying, the initials, I would tell people that there was a war in heaven, that the planet Rahab, which I mentioned earlier, was judged, it was Lucifer's planet. And that's where the asteroid belt came from, and that's where the Obadiah uh, chapter, there's only one chapter in Obadiah, and it says, though you, uh, set your, though you exalt yourself against, uh, amongst the stars, yet will I bring thee down. 
The idea is simply this, that God brought the planets into a series of orbital confrontation and the electrical discharge between those planets, according to Roche's limit, caused the breakup of the planet Rahab and that Incidentally, those fragments must have hit Mars as Mars was a whole lot closer to the Earth. According to uh, uh, Aristophanes, the, uh, uh, the, oh, good night, famous, famous uh, Greek scientist, the former uh, head of the Alexandria Egyptian Library, uh, who, who, had ancient writings that, by the way, proved the Earth was round in 235 B.C., and he had calculated the circumference of the Earth within a couple thousand miles, Doug. Now, you know, obviously he wasn't worried about a flat Earth, and NASA didn't exist then, and obviously there was no concern. And that will be published on my website in the next couple days. So getting away from all the nonsense, Antarctica is probably the most important point on the planet because these waves of energy that are being shown that YouTubers are talking about, there is a new form of energy from an ancient form of technology that has been activated at this time. Everything in the world that God created was in perfect balance. And I've talked to people that said, man, I don't know what's going on. I can't think. Uh, it's like my whole field in my brain is different. People talking, I'm talking about people who are athletic. They're not suffering from any type of malady. They're people who are normally lucid and coherent. I'm getting those emails from all over the world. But guess what? The most important people, when I say this, who are being affected are the ones that are within the beam angle or the waveform trajectory of Antarctica. It's fascinating, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. So we're talking, I'm sorry, I thought you might want to say something there. We're talking about various new life forms that are going to be announced. I'm talking about Antarctica. We're talking about the coordinated and synchronized release of information. The conduit between Antarctica and Mars is going to increase. The idea that Antarctica, you know, you talk about frozen in time. My answer to that is what happens when time free, that the, excuse me, what happens when time no longer is frozen? What happens when the people on this planet finally get to see to the degree of what has been hidden from us? And, of course, it will be pitched as to, you know, it was for our own benefit. The idea is simply this, that under the control of the intelligence agencies who obviously made deals, the CIA was an offshoot of the OSS after the breakup of, uh, uh, well, the unofficial uh, surrender, if you will, of the Nazis at the end of World War II. After 1947, secret agreements are made, Operation Paperclip, the best of Germany's intelligentsia, uh, their scientists, their banking and pharmaceutical industries are brought to the United States, given fake IDs, false IDs, and put into service. And in essence, they have a new master now. But unfortunately, the new master was just uh, had the same strings attached to the old master who's controlling the shots. Do you hear what I'm saying, Doug? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. yep it makes sense, it too. Any, yeah. If you can say it any clearer than I can, please, please feel free to. So now we have, if you will, the Nazi stronghold underneath Antarctica, and, and whether that, that some people get offended at that, forget it. Let's just call this, okay? 
techno-Luciferians who have joined uh, together that the same evil spirits that pretty much controlled the world until God bound enough of them to allow the gospel to be preached and the nations that obeyed God to be prosperous and blessed. But now it's all coming to a head because we're in the time where everything that is going to be, uh, how do I say this, made known, that's been veiled, that's been hidden, will be used and released in order to subjugate and destroy anybody that won't go along with the new world order. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, um, just to go back a little bit, I I mean, I, I think from your book, Empire Beneath the Ice, and the historical record, Steve, I just have to just kind of say this. In biblical prophecy, what's in the Bible, I think, I think everything is converging, and I I think you, you make an excellent, a number of excellent points pointing this out from, um, uh, and, and in particular, uh, the historic from the historical record about uh, world, or with World War II, the Nazis under the ice, uh, to the current day uh, happenings there. So I just wanted to kind of say, you know, it, it's becoming clearer to me now. And if it's and I got to tell you, if it's becoming clearer to me, I do believe um, it's becoming clearer to most or most other people. So, you know, thank you for uh, for your explanation on this. Well, and then again, so the, the headlines, there's so many of them, uh, you know, that I can't go through all of them. But, you know, there's life on Mars, say scientists, and it's closely related to our own planet. And it's always linked to Antarctica. Often say they think there's bacteria below Mars' icy surface that is very similar to that found in Antarctica. Well, the uh, most people remember there was a photograph of Mars in the McMurdo Sound. I'm sorry, uh, there were uh, bacteria being released from under the ice that were flowing into the McMurdo Sound that looked just like Yellowstone National Park. Well, guess what, you guys? The world's laboratory for astrobiology is Yellowstone National Park, and there are some other places around the world, but no place is equal to Yellowstone due to what are called extremophiles, bacteria that can live in extreme cold or extreme hot. And Doug, one of the reasons, and I want to share something tonight, one of the reasons I've spent so much time in in Yellowstone beyond I love it, beyond the fact that it's uh, amazingly beautiful, is a, is that I knew there was something there. It didn't come into focus, obviously, 45 years ago when I started photographing that, and that being uh, Yellowstone National Park. I didn't know all this stuff. I didn't even think about this stuff. I was just like, man, what a great place of contrast. So before you guys go listening to the volcano's going to blow at any time, the volcano's going to blow at any time, the volcano's going to blow at any time, I want you to take a look. I put up Yellowstone, the Unseen Splendor. Now, this is just basically uh, a, a, a reel of some of the most beautiful photography in the world that exists uh, from an aerial and a land-based uh, thing. It's music. I call it a symphony for the eyes and the ears. Uh, it's on the top right-hand corner. You can uh, stream it on Vimeo, unlimited streaming. It's uh, 9.99. But if you want to understand something, look at, and, and Doug, I don't know if you can put it up on your screen behind you, but the banner shows Grand Prismatic Springs, okay? And Grand Prismatic Springs is probably the most uh, single identifiable uh, geyser pool in the world. It's also the biggest. And if you then go on a Google search, go look at the um, uh, Ring Nebula, 
and you're going to see a very unusual phenomenon. You're going to see the same color scheme that is represented in Yellowstone, represented in one of the most beautiful Hubble uh, telescope shots of uh, deep space. And I don't know if you can uh, you can get that up right now, but uh, maybe you can do it during the next hour. We actually we actually have Yellowstone up there uh, right now. Yellowstone okay, Unseen okay. Splendor up there right now. Yeah, the Unseen Splendor. Now I want to share something. Those of you who will never get there need to see it because I'm going to, I don't mean to sound like I'm trying to bait anyone, but I'm, I'm sure the critics will take it that way. As more revelations come from Yellowstone, the tie to Mars and Antarctica is going to become clearer and clearer, okay? And in order to follow me, I think it would be, this is the easiest way I could do it, to get this up. Now, this is not the mainstream movie we have that's in full-scale production right now that's on the level of the true legends. The reason I chose to do this is because I wanted to give people the wow of the creative majesty and genius of Almighty God. You look at this and you go, wow. It, it, it truly, and the wow is, I, I use the definition wow, or the acronym for the wonder of his word. When I think that the king of glory just spoke this into existence, I mean, I'm telling you what, at, at you know, whatever I'm at, 8,000 feet, 5,000 feet, 7,000 feet, whatever my altitude is in the helicopter I'm taking these photographs, I'm wowing and I'm praising God. I tell people that I don't have a church to go to, but I sure can uh, meet the Lord in the air, at least for a short period until the fuel runs out. And I don't, I'm not trying to be silly about that. So Yellowstone, the unseen splendor, I'd encourage everybody, especially those of you who will never get to see Yellowstone, this has never been presented this way in such detail. And, and I've been told by people, Doug, that saw it at uh, Branson, if you remember, uh, there was a standing ovation. I had people send me emails saying that it made them weep and praise God. I also had four people that shouldn't have been to Branson at all because they complained it used too much time. They missed the point. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, Yellowstone and the pretty picture you see on the front of my website are the one that Doug has up now that you can view. Each one of those colors is a thermophile bacteria. This is what Antarctica is dealing with. This is why what you saw running into McMurdo Sound when the ice was melting was the very same extreme bacteria, extremophiles, just meaning bacteria that are only uh, uh, present in really hot or really, really cold water. In other words, extreme, i.e., that's why they call them that. But one of those bacteria changed the history of the world forever. One of those bacteria at Mushroom Springs, which is another one of the uh, things you'll see in this Yellowstone Unseen Splendor, while everyone is wasting time on Yellowstone's gonna blow, gonna blow, the course of one bacteria changed the history of the world forever. Carrie Mullis shared the uh, Nobel Prize for it in polymerase chain reaction. For those of you who understand CRISPR gene editing, that means that it enabled basically the combination of any gene sequence now, where before when they were limited to using E. coli, E. coli was very sensitive to heat, and the, if you will, the um, the facilitating factor of E. coli was destroyed. This made, in essence, the end of mankind possible. Does that make sense to you, Doug, as an investigator? Yes, sir, it does. I think you were very linear linear in that explanation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank 
am striving so hard to be linear. You know, I, I can tell you this is a funny thing. You know, so many people say, I get you, Stephen. I follow you. So many complain. And, and I take the, the usually the, the uh, nameless ones. I can't follow you at all. Why don't you get off the radio? I said, because the people who can follow me, you know, um, like to hear me and why don't you get off my case the point being is this is that this is the most critical thing I, I, what I'm trying to tie in in, in Bozeman, Montana and I'm going to be failed here Doug because I have to I can tell you this that by the grace of God and by what he's called me to do and his promise to me if I would warn the people of God he'll always bring the people that know to me to be able to pass on what his people need to use. Now, as, a, as somebody who's been on talk radio for 25 years, you know, it doesn't matter the 9,000, 10,000 hours written what I've written. It has been the fulfillment of the word of the Lord. And I make no apologies for Jesus. I love him. I thank God that he's willing to save anybody, even tonight, that'll call upon the name of the Lord. Who says, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me, and you're not high or, you know, basically uh, doing something you shouldn't be doing, and you want to get honest with God, then he will. But the idea is simply this, that by releasing this information, I'm going to say everything, you watch this take place. We're on, it is what, the 20th of October. You watch the revelations that now come forth on Mars and Antarctica. They're going to increase beyond anything you can imagine. You watch the uh, preliminary uh, soft sell of alien disclosure. You watch the announcements of new technology. You watch Mars, a new rocket propulsion system. You watch all and by the way, I categorically do not believe NASA, uh, never a straight answer. I believe the guys that have, uh, that fly the TR-3s and 4s, Tango Romeo 3 Bravos, Tango Romeo 4 Bravos, beyond that, uh, I believe the guys that have been to Mars, and by the way, I don't drink, I don't smoke, you know, the idea, and the reason I'm saying that is not to say whoopee for me for any moral standards, it's just that I do not, you know, I have the people that have been there, I'm not sitting around, you know, two tokes over the line, sweet Jesus, talking about this stuff. By the way, there was a time when Lawrence Welk thought that tell, that song was a hymn. I don't know if you've ever heard that story by Brewer and Shipley, but it's funny. The point being is that we are always now going to be confronted with the aliens, the aliens, the aliens, the aliens. And when this new film comes out, I won't even release the title to it yet, I'm talking about the complete film, you will see interviews with the who's who in the world of this stuff. You will see mind-boggling imagery, and you'll be able to put it together and it'll be like this it'll be like the tapestry most people that do tapestries and some of the most famous tapestries in the world like the I think it's the Bayou or Bayou Tapestry, uh, delineating the Battle of 1066, the Battle of Hastings, and some of the very well-known historical ones. The problem is that people are staring at stitches and are failing to see the whole tapestry. Right now, as the whole tapestry comes into play, there'll be no denying it. Then they're going to be confronted with the biggest, you know, I tell you the word, the OG moment, you know, when it's all in their lap. So it's my goal that, that people can get a handle on why I'm talking about this. Now, they're going to say that Mars, here's how it's going to play out in the Antarctic. They're 
they're going to claim that the Martian bacteria had a chance to evolve under the ice, away from any of the, if you will, terrestrial earthly influences, whether it's gamma rays or whatever, and that that life became, if you will, through whatever, an upheaval or, an upheaval or an event, that's what seeded the planet. Now, I categorically do not believe in uh, evolution, genetic evolution. I don't believe in any form of evolution, but I'm telling you this, I'm, I'm able to embrace the, how these guys are going to present it, the building blocks of life. Well, the building blocks of life, that doesn't take into account uh, fallen angels, demons, and it doesn't take into account that the Nazis, in order to uh, gain the power and knowledge, were involved in every form of occult practice ever practiced by the dark arts. And the hidden books of Himmler's library, I think some tens of thousands or 13,000 volumes were found uh, well, less than a year ago. So it's a historic fact. When I was dealing with some of the people I used to deal with, and uh, for those of you who are without equal, again, I say thank you, Cindy Paré, the idea is to basically tell the people of God who have ears to listen what's really going on, who have eyes to see what's really going on. If I were to tell you the amount of people I think that is, Doug, it would be like Gideon's 30,000 being taken down to 300, or by the grace of God, those who are at Branson, you heard me make this statement, I think you did, if you didn't, it's obvious on the DVD, I believe that God had 3,000 people there that wanted to hear. I don't believe anybody was at Branson or anybody live-streamed or will get the DVDs that wasn't meant to be there. Do you remember me saying that? Absolutely, I do. Yep. So, so again, ladies and gentlemen, the Antarctic plays a big deal. Do you know where one of the biggest research labs on the Antarctic is basically uh, in Bozeman, Montana? Bozeman has one of the most sophisticated astrobiology labs in the world. And the control of... Uh, the biological material right now I don't know exactly but that one patent of Kerry Mullis's that was by the way ripped away from him and stolen from him and he was given a meager sum you know again it's always the big boys rip off the little guys but you know the the estimated value of just the biological products in Yellowstone National Park is in the trillions of dollars trillions okay not billions trillions and so as we have Earth changes, obviously there will be new bacteria. So getting to Antarctica and Mars, there are 100 volcanoes. You know, some say 98, others say 100. But imagine bacteria that's not only been uh, uh, placed there by meteorites, but also imagine various life forms that have been frozen in time and space in the ice. Imagine, if you will, that the new movie Geostorm, if some of you have, I have not seen it yet, I'm going to. Some people say it's really cheesy. I got one person said it's over the top. I said, from the generals I've talked to, it's about accurate. It shows people frozen, literally turned to ice, instantly frozen. I had a general one time tell me, and I won't go too far with this, so everybody relax who knows about the incident. I'm not talking to your listening audience. I'm talking to the people that told me this. Talk to me about a submarine frozen literally in time and space. There was nothing they could do, Doug, to chip the ice, change the ice, and it was basically a molecular freeze. I don't even understand the physics of it. Yeah, how's that work, 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean how, wow. yeah, how, how do you t- tell someone about that, okay? Yet you see in Geostorm, so let me share this with you. I believe the genetic memory of the fallen angels and their offspring is so, how should I say this now, being released in those who are, if you will, uh, possessors of that, what I would call the third uh, genome, if you will, uh, the third strand of DNA, that it's now coming forth. And they talk about genetic memories, and it's just like I think it's a good point to recognize that when you see all the Antarctic stuff, that it's critical. Now, again, the people that were brought down to the Antarctic, it doesn't matter who went down there. There are levels of degrees of who gets shown what, okay? But in general, the powerful brokers that brought them down there, it's beyond the Pope, it's beyond the President, it's beyond Vladimir Putin, it's beyond all these guys, is basically making it known that he runs a show. So when somebody said, uh, you know, uh, right now, it, it, it doesn't appear that it's going to escalate with the release of information on that level, well, I'm telling you point blank, behind the scenes that is. When John Kerry went to the Antarctic, I don't think everybody, uh, they talked about it uh, a little bit when everybody was going down there, but they don't understand what he was really saying. And remember, he was a Secretary of State then, too. And when you talk about geothermal energy, uh, you know, you're talking about Olympus Mons on Mars. You're talking about the pyramids in the Antarctic. You're talking about the pyramids that are uh, off of Cuba. You're talking about a global pyramid system that wasn't built by Hebrew slaves. So how does this all fit in? You know, it fits in from the standpoint that we are seeing now the greatest revelation of the tie-ins between the darkest secrets and the coldest secrets on earth and the hottest secrets in the universe they're all tying together for this appointed time you know it, it, indeed um I, I like i like that the way you laid that foundation i like i like the foundational aspect of of this conversation steve um now we we uh we've got about uh what about 14 13 minutes left to go this hour so or 10 minutes i'm sorry um so Go ahead and continue. Uh, I mean, this this is perfect, the way you're laying this out. Well, thank you. And it's really important, uh, you know, to, to me that people get this, okay? I mean, even now, Doug, even now, I just got an email, uh, and I saw it too, but some one of your listeners just sent me an email saying, look at the headlines on Drudge. You know, isn't it interesting? 666, uh, right in our face. That's the budget deficit, 666. Who, do you, who is the debt? Debt, by the way, the root word for debt is, uh, is debt, and, and I, death in Greek is thanatos or thanatos, T-H-A-N-A-T-O-S. But it's fascinating to me that we're seeing now uh, the revelation. Like I said, after the show, and I want you to mark it, and Joe, keep your eyes on it, and those of you, just, uh, you know, go on a Google search and type in Antarctic Now. See how many searches there are, you know, whether it's a million, two, thirty, whatever. And then uh, and make sure you just put in Antarctic and then put in Antarctica Mars Connection. Then watch. The idea is simply this, that tonight, Doug, whether you know it, I know it, and I think we both know it, but whether people realize it or not, we're acting as a time uh, sequence to a lock of the hidden 
treasure of knowledge that will be important for God's people to be warned ahead of time. Now, immediately after getting truth, the devil comes in and says, oh, those guys are crazy. Before you go talking to your buddy or get on some, uh, you know, um, uh, what I would call, I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but uh, uh, dumbass bulletin board or whatever they call them, why don't you take what you're learning to the Lord in prayer first and then discuss it beyond emotion? One of the problems with denial and one of the problems with truth is you've got to learn that if it's emotionally upsetting, it still can be true. So, and I'm learning this right now, Doug, if you ask the Lord to separate your emotional constraints and to show you the truth in light of his love for you and his words, declaration to you. In other words, take the emotion out of it and start to look through the eyes of faith. And there is a great word for everyone. So we're going to get back to the Antarctic, and, and I'm sorry, but the idea is this, that God's people have got to be brought up to speed because we're at the point now where everything is going to unfold before our eyes. And as it unfolds before our eyes, if you don't see with the eyes of faith, you're going to basically start to melt. And when I say melt, uh, you know, you're going to come down with, with so much doubt, unbelief, and confusion. How about this statement? The closest thing on Earth to a mission to Mars, Concordia Research Station states, is Antarctica. Scientists discovered that fungus that lives in Antarctica could also live on Mars. Further raises hopes that life on Mars is possible. Winter in Antarctica shows what it will be like to live on Mars. Astronauts visit Antarctica to prepare for Mars voyage. What Antarctica tells us about hope for life on Mars. You guys, these are their headlines, not mine, okay? And these all came out when I look at the time, you know. They come out specifically at about the time, hey, Doug, when Empire Beneath the Ice was released. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, based on what I hear from feedback from all the people that buy that book, they said that's the most important book of my stuff they've ever read. I would encourage you all, you can go to stevequail.com and get it. And I'd also encourage you, please, Yellowstone is going to come into focus, pun intended, like you've never seen it before. So go on my website, stevequail.com, and for 10 bucks, download the Yellowstone, and I keep saying that word, I apologize, every live stream, Yellowstone, the Unseen Splendor on Vimeo. The people that are seeing it uh, are, are just astounded. And I'll tell you what, it's a whole lot cheaper than going to Yellowstone. If a person were to spend thousands of dollars and walk the boardwalks, they could not get the aerial view of what they're being able to see. So, uh, you know, I would really encourage everybody to basically go and take advantage of that. I won't leave it up for long. Again, I'll give you updates, Doug, on how things are progressing. For the record, I cannot get into Yellowstone and Yellowstone, forgive me, not Yellowstone, Antarctica. And Antarctica, they're starting to lock down. The people who are, the deeper you are into Satanism and Luciferianism, the more access you are given to Antarctica. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But for what cause, though, or for what reason, Steve? Um, I, I mean, I, I know you said it before, but to drive that point home, access to Antarctica, the higher on the Luciferian scale that, that you are, uh, access would be granted. Why? Why is that? What's what's there that's uh, allowing that? 
Well, I, you know, well, again, Joe, do you have an answer to that? I'll ask you, Doug. I want to see. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of well, giving you, know, you guys a, a no, quiz okay. in real time. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I, I want to make sure you're listening. Oh, okay. we're listening. It's it just go ahead. Well, I know that there's a, a lot of things with, with Antarctica ongoing. There's the the agreement between all countries about Antarctica. They do allow certain people there to explore certain you know areas, but all but, in but all, you all, can't all. you can't just go down there and go where you want right. to go. And there's a number of reasons for that, and uh, you know many of them are, are speculative, Steve. But uh, from anything from you know a uh, a demonic hybrid uh, race of beings to uh, the technology that is man-made that we don't know about, the black ops type stuff. Um, Portals? And as you said, the bacteria, you know, you don't know what, what kind of life is there and diseases and whatnot that could uh, stem from that life. Well, Doug, you just used, you just used the word portals. The amount right. of pyramids, the size of the pyramids, and the pyramids, as I understand it, in Antarctica, have the capstone. And the capstone isn't just a, you know, a cult feature. The capstone is the energy source. I was told by a multi-star general, actually, uh, I would call it, these guys will know what this means, five sign-off generals, that... The capstones that are missing and the energy source and power for the stargates are incorporated into the capstone. In other words, the capstone with the energy source of what is what allows the gates to open and the transfer points to be generated. If they have uh, located the ones, and my guess is not only have they located them, but they're operating them now, then they have got the biggest ego boost to their pride. And also there was a time when that kind of, uh, how should I say, information wasn't made known to the entire world, but just selective intelligence agencies and black ops. Now it's being made known to the world government. You know what it is? It's a form of blackmail. It's a form of Satan telling them, you either play ball for me with me or you're toast, you're gone. So the lying signs and wonders, here you go, everyone, the lying signs and wonders are appearing in the Antarctic, they're appearing in the Arctic, they're appearing in the skies overhead. I don't know if you guys, and this is relative because the northern lights, the aurora borealis, the other day there was a full facial of a wolf over Murmansk. Murmansk is where the uh, Russians have one of their nuclear submarine bases. Did you see that, Doug or Joe? I did not, sir. No. No. Okay. Uh, I'll send it. Maybe you can put it up in the next hour if okay. I can get it. It was on uh, Strange Sounds, and it was it was, it was was so clear. It wasn't one of those things where you go, well, yeah, I can kind of, I mean, it was in your face. So imagine this. Imagine that now those things which have been frozen in time, that have been lost in time, that have been uh, held in abeyance until a specific time, imagine it's all now being released at the same time. How do you think anybody could deal with what's coming? What is and what now, uh, let's just say this, the, uh, if you will, a, a nexus being formed of the most horrific time in history. And that's what Jesus said. Now look, if people are afraid listening to this, I want you to know it's okay to be afraid, but just tell the Lord, Lord, help me to overcome my fear by faith, and help me to remind myself that you've overcome the world. You see, Doug, the problem is, just like that show on Fox, I forget which one it was, 
But the problem with evangelical Christians, they won't stand up for anything. Now, that isn't a total indictment, but I'll say this, 99% of it is. 99%, the Lutheran Church just voted not to preach salvation because they can't keep their uh, constituents if they do. The whole head is totally wrong. The whole head is totally wrong. Meaning, not Jesus, I'm talking, the Church itself has failed failed so miserably that it's uh i I can't even i can't even you know define it god's calling people out of death into life i maintain this that when people think they can maintain their christian witness and maintain their walk with the lord by staying in an institutional church the day is coming well that will be impossible and i wouldn't put it past in my estimation based on what i'm seeing accelerating i would give it 18 months at the max and that 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 is a critical Mm -hmm critical component of what Steve's talking about. Steve Quayle's our guest, Joe. We are up against our top-of-the-hour network break. Again, Steve Quayle is our guest. He's the author of Empire Beneath the Ice, and that's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, in the first hour was Antarctica, and we're also going to be talking about Mars when we come back, as well as another number of other things. Bookmark Steve's website. If you haven't already, stevequail.com. Check out the Q alerts. Check out all the uh, awesome content that is there. I'll watch the trailer daily. Too. Yeah, and check out his photos. There's so much good stuff there. We will be right back with Steve Quail after this. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. But what Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right, You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about eight ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof, and it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire. So don't rely on gas or fuel stoves. Prepare your family. Prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better. Folks, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. Need I say more? You should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an M.O.K. 
For investors, timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified, accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com. Friday edition of Hagman Report. Our guest is Steve Quayle. SteveQuayle.com is the website. We were talking about Antarctica in hour one. I know we're going to get into Mars in this hour. Uh, Steve, where do you want to pick up? Well, I want to go straight to Mars, okay? And, uh, Doug, I'm going to send you an email, and it's going to be, and if you can get it up on your screen, do you have someone there, Joe, that can put this up so your listeners can see it? We'll see what we can do here. Yep. Okay, sure let me just send this let me just send this to you right now, okay? And it's the third one down. It'll be so obvious. I've never seen a clear animal face and it's a wolf. Well, Vladimir Putin calls his uh uh you know, his young wolves, the young military age people, actually kids who are learning how to get prepared to fight, he calls them the young wolves. But the fact that this is over Russia and it was in the Aurora is pretty unsettling, okay? So it's just been sent to you and let me just make sure it goes out. People get to see this stuff in real time, what really goes on behind the scenes. Okay, here we go. Mars. You've got to ask yourself, why have so many science fiction movies and, and why has Mars probably played the most important role in ancient history, even more so than any other planet, any other constellation, any other heavenly body? I submit to you that Mars and Earth were, in essence, twin planets. That at one point, when God originally created them, that Mars, if you will, would have been the uh, Cain planet and, and Earth was Abel. There's twins in the Bible. We know that. We know that Jacob and Esau, we know the idea that one is uh, received by God, one is judged by God. And so the idea, Doug, is this, that something happened between Mars and the Earth that the ancients knew. The ancients, by the way, were terrified of Mars. And even when we were in, um, oh, good night, Cusco, Peru, and we're at the Coticancha, I think I posted on my website, no, I know I did, a picture. The constellation they were most concerned with was Draco, the dragon. Huh, that's interesting. The search for life on Mars is about to get weird. This is from Scientific American. Astrobiologists ponder sending gene sequencers, weather stations, drilling rigs, and more to the red planet. Now, I don't know that most people will be able to 
understand the true meaning of that. Astrobiologists ponder sending gene sequencers, weather stations, drilling rigs, and more to the Red Planet. This is Scientific American. The thought that you can take bacteria from Mars or you can send a gene sequencer to Mars if you do not supply the gene or genetic material to Mars and what you got to assume don't you that there's already genetic uh, material on Mars that they can sequence isn't that basic logic yeah one would say yep that would that's yeah, okay absolutely yep. yeah, I'm looking for two to say okay yep. uh, the the uh, the how do I? The headlines are the all telling lines, okay? And how about this? Raman, R A M A N, which is a form of spect, uh, spect, spectroscopic analysis, meets extremophiles on Earth and Mars. Studies for successful search for life, the Royal Society, compared with extraterrestrial scenarios on Mars, Titan, and Enceladus, and Europa, the different moons. Now, what's really important is that when you're seeing uh, all of these stories, I can share this with you, and I'm going to go through the headlines I've posted on my website that are absolutely painting a paint-by-number picture of how this thing's going to play out, okay? Mars, BBC Future. This was stated in the headlines in 2014. If setting up home on another planet sounds a daunting prospect, then our space correspondent Richard Hollingham is here to help. In the video above, former astronaut Jeff Hoffman describes the project to bring oxygen to Mars. Interesting. Did you just hear what I said? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you this, that oxygen already exists on Mars, just not at the same level on Earth. Why geothermal energy will be key to Mars colonization? That's Forbes, September 2016. The largest volcano in our galaxy is Olympus Mons. And Olympus Mons is an interesting thing because in Greek mythology, Mount Olympus is where the gods, or quote-unquote in the quail way of saying, the fallen angels used to live before God kicked their, uh, how should I say this, rebellious uh, personas off of it and by destroying, uh, you know, the area, making it inhospitable for them. By the way, angels, fallen angels, do not need oxygen to breathe or any of that stuff. But obviously, God knows how to make it tough on that uh, those who have rebelled against Against him. So the idea is simply this, you guys, that in all of the in all of the denials of the past yeah, let's say hundred years of from the time the 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 first astronomer, astronomers uh, believe they saw canals on Mars and snow, ice caps. And by the way, you look at Mars now and all the polar ice caps that you used to see years ago are no longer there. Everything that was denied is now being embraced. Does that seem strange to you? We were told there's no, uh, obviously, water on the moon. Now there's water on the moon. We were told there's no yep. water on Mars. And we're going to get by the half hour, and Joe, keep me to this. When NASA announced that there was a Martian Morse code and claim they were sand dunes, and the Martian Morse code of the sand dunes matched 
almost uniquely to the uh, geoglyphs inscribed on the plains of Tiwanaku in Bolivia that David Flynn, and David Flynn is the only guy that ever brought this to the world's attention. Unfortunately, the Lord took him home, and you know, and now we've got we've got to believe God to raise up somebody uh, of his genius level, and he was a genius. The, the man was certifi- certifiably a genius, but also no one had ever postulated that which David Flynn had done. And I and on my website, Sidonia, uh, the Secret Chronicle of Mars, I brought that book out, and I think I wrote a 40-page introduction about the Marzetta Stone. The Marzetta Stone is a term I coined in order to explain that the, if you will, Martian sand dunes, which NASA said were Martian Morse code, then they said, oh, we were just kidding, you know. But why can they be kidding if that which matches the geoglyphs on Tiwanaku match Mars. In essence, as above, so below. That's not just a New Age term. In essence, the pyramids that were on Mars and the Sphinx on Mars that match the pyramid and Sphinx on the uh, Egyptian plateau that David Flynn also went on and Richard Hoagland and others talked about it. The point simply being, Doug, is the relationship between Mars and uh, the Earth are going to it's going to soon become a, a, a kiss and cousins uh, redo, if you will. We're going to go back, you know. Uh, the that's going to be like a force force multiplier in in the, in the deception, right? I mean, that's kind of what yes. I'm hearing. okay. All right, all right. Go ahead, sir. Well, here's here's the interesting thing too. I'm going through just a couple of the statements I made at Branson, but uh, the planet Rahab, okay, which was the planet that Bode's Law says should exist between Mars and Jupiter, was destroyed. But it was so violent because of God's judgment that the craters on all the remaining planets and Earth's moon were formed by the cataclysmic fragmentation of the once rebellious planet. In other words, the fingerprints of God, supernatural destruction on Lucifer's planet Rahab can still be seen on the surface of the moon, the surface of Mars, and even the craters in the United States, the craters on planet Earth, when you the guys who are smart, astrophysicists and orbital physicists, who have basically calculated the position of Mars, uh, the uh, proximal orbit of Mars, and again, when if you can see Olympus Mons, the largest volcano uh, in our galaxy going off with the naked eye, and by 700 B.C., some of them claim that it got as close as 70,000 miles to Earth, the gravitational upheaval would be so uh, uh, immense, and the the charge between the planets, the if you will, the plasma discharge, and I believe that the Grand Canyon on Mars and the Grand Canyon on Earth most possibly were created with a plasma torch, if you will, an interplanetary plasma discharge, and uh, you know the water erosion may have taken place after that, but it was the discharge that cut the planet. Now, no one that I know have I know of has ever said that. Okay, and I'm just trying to say this. I do my best to pray this stuff through, investigate it through, and then i got to leave the rest with the Lord to make it real. So the Bolivian geoglyphs match 
the NASA Mars uh, Mars I can't say that Mars code, and uh, I, I'll try and get this to you so you can put it up. I've never put these up on my website side by side. Number one, I'm not smart enough to do it. But then I have a brother, Sean. God bless you, Sean, if you're listening in South Africa, who took one of the areas of uh, a normal satellite image and then showed uh, the elevation. And this is the tunnel system. This is critical now. What they're claiming, Doug, is the lava tubes on Mars may have life in them. Well, one of the closest shots I can get, you know, the best uh, photographs show the intentional elevation blurred. That is because you can see the normal satellite image on the left. Those of you who saw the uh, Mars uh, uh, presentation at Branson, uh, you probably remember seeing this. But why would, uh, with such incredible accuracy, why would, and, and optics that are beyond most people's ability to even relate to from a photographic standpoint, why would they intentionally blur that? Well, they want to cover it up. The idea of looking for life in Hawaii's lava tubes now is fully underway. The Martian if you will, experiments going on in Hawaii on Mauna Kea and different parts of the Big Island are, are basically because of the volcanic aspect of uh, Olympus Mons on Mars. By the way, Olympus Mons is 88,600 feet high and 374 miles in diameter. If you can imagine how many lava tubes and lava fields and everything else, I think it'll be a pretty amazing undertaking for everyone. So the... Uh, the the thing I want to cover right now is all of the different headlines that have happened just in the last maybe 60 to 90 days, Doug, because I think it's important that people get a feel for this, that this whole Marsden thing isn't just because people need to have something to keep them uh, uh, you know, busy, but it's time for people to really start seeking the Lord because how many people do you think outside of those that listen to this or listen to uh, DVDs or whatever or watch YouTubes are really going to get it? And maybe a better answer is how many people do you think really care? You know? Wow, yeah. And that, that that's and that's the purpose of these programs is to um, is to uh, lessen the deception, I guess, or to increase the knowledge and lessen the deception. Well, absolutely. And again, you know, uh, you know, it, it's uh, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling for words because I'm under my breath and praying, Lord, where should I go right now? Okay, I, I'll, I think I, I better just stick with the plan. Daily Mail, this is today. I'll, I'll go from today backwards, okay? And these are all the headlines on Mars uh, just that I have picked up or have been sent to me. Daily Mail, take a tour of Mars on your desktop. NASA releases incredible 3D map of the red planet with images taken by its Curiosity rover. The future of life on Mars, concept images reveal designs for a self-sustaining human settlement on the red planet in a 100 years' time. What Now, here's the great one. What humans will look like in a thousand years, uh, taking into account Mars's low gravity, could allow the human spine to elongate enough to add a few extra inches to our height. New Giants on Mars? That's the title of the New Giants on Mars. I don't know if people get that. I'll just go on. What you need to know about Mars and the secret space program is Mars a result of an ancient nuclear war. 
was teleportation used to send men to Mars in a secret space program. How many people, Doug, as an investigator, would you have to have with impeccable credentials to believe that? Unknown to each other. Seriously. In a court of law, you've been doing enough for you. Well, as, yeah. As a, I mean, obviously, the obvious answer is the more the better, but, uh, you know, you have, t- you have two or more corroborating uh, uh, witnesses with impeccable credentials. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not exactly, and I'm thinking here in the court of public opinion now, as opposed to a, to a legal court, I don't know if you could ever have enough, uh, in that venue, but in the, in the uh, legal venue, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, uh, two or more, uh, with impeccable credentials about this particular, or about any particular topic would, uh, uh would sway or would provide the, the uh, uh, preponderance of evidence uh, in the direction of the uh, of the facts. Does that make sense okay, to you? I mean? I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Would this say to you? What would this say to you? These are real numbers. I'm not making this up. Four generals, four stars. Okay. Right. Three intelligence agents. Agents. Okay. Uh, a gentleman handpicked by uh, Doctor Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb. Uh, Someone known to the radio audience who was in space fleet that's been to Mars. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and all impeccable who are respected by their fellow men. And obviously, you know, um, uh, you know, the people say, "Well, I won't believe it unless you bring them on." And they tell their name. Do you think I'm that dumb? <laughs> Uh, So if you've got nine people, and I can tell you this, every single one of them checks out to be who they are, okay? They don't know each other. They're all, um, how should I say this, not connected in any way, shape, or form. Would that make you think maybe that they're telling the truth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And and, uh, Yes, yes. But but see... I mean, yeah, we just, I, I, I think it's, it's difficult when people have this preconceived or, um, you know, we're taught from our smallest age to believe in one specific narrative. And then this narrative is shattered by the information that you're providing. So, um, so you, you've got, you're starting from not zero, not ground level, but below ground level to convince or to, to, uh, provide evidence to a already skeptical, um, audience, shall we say? But I, I get yes. that. I mean, you know. So okay, yeah. go, go ahead. Yeah, but I want to. I want to say this. So you know, people say, "No, I won't believe it unless I see it." And I'd say to you the same thing. You know, you wouldn't believe it even if you saw it. And that's. Can I tell you something? If there is ever a point of frustration in my life, it's this. It is, Lord, how do you get people that don't believe anything, especially who claim to know you, that don't believe your word, how do you get them to believe what I'm saying? And then, Lord, if I tell them, you told me if I would warn them, you would bring the people that know, people say, oh, you're just making that up, you know? Yeah, exactly. The idea is this, you know, it's almost like, why? And then I ask the Lord, and I want to put this into perspective one more time. When I ask the Lord, what's the use, Lord, of continuing to try and tell people about all this stuff? And then I get the naysayers, well, what does it have to do with salvation? I can't tell you, Doug, the thousands of people since I've been on talk radio have given their heart to the Lord because of the issue of the giants, because of the issue of understanding when God told the children of Israel to go in and kill every man, woman, and child that were not humans. They, that they've come to know the Lord, okay? 
They've come exactly. to know the Lord. And, and I've seen and, that. And, uh, yeah, and, and thanks for bringing that up because it has everything to do with salvation. And, and what you just said there, I'm not going to repeat it, but what you just said there is classic. And I, and I thank you for addressing that. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, I'm going to better clarify this. Somebody said, Marcus sends me, was the plasma discharge from Mars caused by the planet's destruction or the volcanoes going off? No. The plasma discharge, look this up, Marcus, is Roche, R-O-C-H-E's limit, okay? The planet Rahab that would have been between Mars and Jupiter was destroyed due to Roche's limit. In order for that to have taken place, the orbital uh, velocity and the proximal distance between the planets had to have been supernaturally moved by God. So it did not have uh, anything to do with the planet's destruction, but volcanoes going off as you change the gravity and the gravitational effect on an electrical, if you will, magma chamber, that's going to cause a lot of uh, serious disruption. But it was, and I hope I make this really clear, that the plasma discharge from Mars and Rahab, the proximity, is what caused the destruction of Rahab, the planet. The planet Rahab, Lucifer's planet, then the asteroid belt, and uh, it must have been with such horrific force that, in essence, the fingerprints of God's judgment on Lucifer's planet are revealed in the craters throughout the solar system. And dependent upon the locations of the craters on the different planets and their and or their moons, you can get a proximal distance and you can tell what time it happened, you know? So uh, I hope I've answered that question. By the way, there are people that teach that Atlantis is is uh, Antarctica. I asked the people who have a lot of stars that, and they said absolutely not. So to the guy that's, I'm, I'm just answering these questions. Okay. Uh, that is the Atlantis before the flood that was frozen. No, I'm not saying that Antarctica is Atlantis in any way, but I'm saying that it's it's what you see under the frozen ice cap where the civilization exists. Uh, you know, so please say clear on show on what is there from what age. I don't understand, Jay. If you expect me to answer your question, be articulate, and that isn't a put down. It's just a request. You know. Okay, so Doug, we're going to go on. I'm not going to veer any more from that because, again, people have a million questions. Uh, I just left with what you need to know about Mars and the secret space program. Is Mars a result of an ancient nuclear war? Was teleportation used to send men to Mars in a secret space program? Absolutely and still is. How about this? AI implants will allow us to control our homes with our thoughts within 20 years, government report claims. That's like old news, you guys. Uh, and then I put up on my website the other day uh, the trailer for the 1953 movie, Invaders from Mars. And that was the first science fiction presentation of implants in the back of a skull. I don't know if you remember seeing that. If anybody wants to take a look at that, if, it was a high-budget movie, by the way. I think it was $10 million yep. bucks that it bombed, but it was a high-budget high movie. Now, uh, how about this? This is, all, this is just in October this month. Ion thruster prototype breaks records and tests, could send humans to Mars. The whole space program that people see is nothing but a magician's hypnotic amulet. Simply stated, it means this. 
they keep us occupied with that space program, and they funnel money from that space program, solid rockets, liquid fuel rockets, all of the stuff you see. That's all old, old school. The real program has been taking place for the last 50 years, and that's what they call black ops. That's what they call the black budget secret space program. Okay, let's do this. Uh, life really could exist on Mars. Hardy bacteria. Okay, life really could exist on Mars. Hardy bacteria similar to that found in the Arctic may thrive on the red planet thanks to a salty solution that prevents liquid water from freezing. Uh, you know, and, and I put a note. These are all uh, in the hot headlines on my website. Dr. Stephen Greer, interviewed uh, by the Health Ranger, secret groups planning false flag alien attack to roll out world government. Now, I said this, so watch how the Antarctic and current Mars revelations play out concerning this. Uh, NASA points, I'm sorry, NASA pinpoints ancient underwater volcanoes on Mars that may have a cradle of life four billion years ago. Similar conditions on Earth are believed to have led to the emergence of life. Hello? Uh, NASA pinpoints ancient underwater volcanoes on Mars. Uh, aren't we told that there is no water on Mars? You see how this is, Doug? I believe God oh, yeah. is being so cool in this. And, Lord, I mean no disrespect, but I mean amazingly clear. Every single lie, these lying mouthpieces of hell, these vomit brokers from the mainstream have put out, individually the tapestry of lies deception and hellish uh, manipulation of the truth are being pulled out and the whole thing's unraveling on them how about this doug okay this is just uh, too amazing for me nasa wants to alter the dna of mars astronauts in the 2030s to protect them from cancerous space radiation Ooh. now now listen to this take a little this is my statement Take a little Martian bacteria found in Antarctica and add into astronauts' genome and neo-Martians. Uh, uh, they are now engineered. By the way, that's my new word, neo-Martians. How about this hot headline? All in October still. NASA missions detect massive aurora and radiation spike on Mars. Hmm. This one, those Martian discovery could hold clues to the origin of life on Earth. Experts have predicted for years that at some point in the near future, we will make the first human discovery of alien life, and that life will be on Mars. Uh, wow. I hate to say it, told you so, telling you so, uh, but it's yeah. up to you to you know, go and see the Lord and seek him. Humans could soon live inside the moon and Mars in giant underground, here you go, tunnels carved out by volcanoes. Those of you on the Big Island, God bless you. Uh, Hawaii. This is interesting, too, okay? Uh, Europe's space boss says now is the time to build a moon village and pledge permanent new lunar bases by the end of the next decade. Uh, you know, it, it just goes on and on. I want to share this one. Uh, Elon Musk's Mars Vision, a one-size-fits-all rocket, a very big one. SQ Rocket Artist's Inception looks like the early science fiction movie's portrayal of rocket ship to Mars. The It, it is so, uh, how do I say this, if it's a genetic memory or a planted memory, the science fiction of old. I remember, I don't know, Doug, if you ever, uh, if any of you ever stayed up and, and during the years of early television watching uh, uh, the science fiction movies like the Mysterians and Mothra oh, yeah. and you know Godzilla man I think I must those have were watched the days. each one of those those were the
of the days, you know. I mean, you, you, the sun would go down and the sun would come up, and you'd still be on episode five. Or, you know, <laughs> I love that stuff, okay? How about this? This is another one. Lockheed Martin. The ultimate, or excuse me, the time is now. Lockheed Martin reveals plan for manned Mars base camp that will orbit the red planet in 2028 with landing shuttles to ferry crew members to the surface. Yeah. I, I told you, everyone, Mars is going to dominate the headlines. And I'll say this to my detractors, my slanders, and those that I should pay no attention to. You ought to really listen to what I say and get over your hate. Separate your emotional contempt for me and your desire to wanting me dead and hear this, because it may save your life and keep you from eternally being damned. And I'm not saying if people don't listen to me, they're damned. I'm not saying I'm talking about my detractors and those who scorn, okay? Humans could soon live inside the moon. How about this? Beijing eyes robotic and human settlement on uh, Mars with ambition 2020 mission. Do you know, Doug, how everything in Joe, everything is shortening in time? Uh, In other words, here it's 2030, then it's 2028, now we're at 2020. NASA's Curiosity rover captures spectacular images as it climbs toward a mysterious outcrop. Okay? It's just coming at us. Well, we're being conditioned, Steve, right? I mean, I don't mean to interrupt, but but all of this is conditioning, which, by the way, and to your credit, I'm going to say this, when you first started out back, I don't know, 20 years ago when we first met, I I thought you were a little off, okay? Not mentally, but I I thought you were a little bit, Instead of being ahead of your time, I thought you were well, you're stretching a little bit in your interpretation of things. Now you look back and everything that you had posted and uh, said this is going to happen is happening now. I just not that you need my endorsement, but looking at it from an investigative point of view, that was my thought. But now I see what's going on. So thank well, you. Well, yeah, and again, you know, when you can't see something, and then look, here's the deal. I have to pray because I know this in the parable of a seed that's planted. I know the blackbirds, if you will, the devil, the demons, everything is going to come and try and steal the truth away. So I just pray in Jesus' name people will take this stuff to heart, you know. Uh, how about this one, Doug? This is uh, This is one of the ones that I just love, you know. Because again, there's so much unfolding. It just, it, it, uh, it just, it's astonishing to me. Uh, gravity map of Mars suggests the crust is porous. Again, the Jeopardy song. Scientists want to genetically modify superhumans for space, for, excuse me, superhumans for space travel to Mars. My answer to that is already have. Uh, breakthrough in hunt for life on Mars is boron find adds to the evidence life did once exist on the red planet. Shows conditions from which life would have potentially grown and may have existed on ancient Mars independent from Earth. Ah, what lies beneath? Next mission to Mars will probe the red planet's deep interior. Insight will do a deep dive into the Martian underground, putting two instruments onto the surface that will ferry information back from the depths. Can I make it even easier for you guys at NASA? Of course, they've already done this. Just send a probe into Valley Marineris, which is five miles deep, and you don't have to go because a strata all the way down would be equal to the Grand Canyon. Again, we should have the Jeopardy. You know, why, why do no the inane when the plane is so capable? Exactly. I love this one. We have first. We have the first ever 
evidence that Mars gets intense snowstorms in the dead of night. Well, you know, it's certainly not raindrops because, you know, uh, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. During the, and here's the other one, during the much-anticipated solar eclipse on Monday, NASA, in collaboration with Montana State University, is launching giant balloons filled with bacteria into the stratosphere. That's, by the way, Montana State University, NASA. Hmm, SQ, terraforming experiment for Mars, the Andromeda strain in reverse. NASA, we're going to try and make oxygen from the atmosphere on Mars. I would urge everyone, if I, if I put it in the first person, I'm telling you what I wrote. This is all on my website. You can go check it out for yourself. I would urge everyone who sees what's coming with the Mars revelations to acquire Cydonia, the secret chronicle of Mars, located on my front page. Now you'll have to go to the books because I put the uh, Yellowstone thing up there. And again, Doug, if you notice what we're talking about, I start out with Antarctica, Empire Beneath the Ice, how the Nazis won World War III. Then I move to Yellowstone, and I'm putting up the Yellowstone video, and Yellowstone changed the history of the world forever when it came to genetic engineering and uh, polymerase chain reaction, making uh, almost any imaginable or any imaginable creature possible by combining DNA. And now we've got, you know, going back into August, we've got evidence of a ninth planet. Two astronomers discuss new research that provides evidence of a giant planet uh, tracing a bizarre, highly elongated orbit in our, in our outer solar system. A highly elongated orbit. That's what the ancients tracked. That's what they were afraid of in Mars. Mars had a very close orbit up until 700 B.C. Okay. Oh, well, gee. Listen, you know, 700 BC. Steve, Steve, I, I, let, let me ask you from from my from my. Okay, you said 700 BC. What happened then? Uh, I'm why 700 BC? What what took place where that changed the orbit? Delusia or? Yeah, you uh, lost me. Okay, you you said. Uh, um, and, and I'm sorry, maybe I misunderstood your statement. Mars had an elongated orbit until 700 BC, or did I mis mishear you? No, you you heard me correctly. In other words, it came within 70,000 miles of Earth on multiple occasions through the previous 4,000 years, and that's why so many people on Earth were terrified of the heavens. That's okay. why everybody was watching the skies. They believed in catastrophism. Even Solon, uh, when talking to the uh, priest of Sais, which is a... You know, the Egyptian, if you will, the, the keepers of the... By the way, the Egyptian priesthood still is alive today, and they possess all the ancient knowledge, and that's where the mystery schools ultimately all pay their homage. And the point being is that uh, the priests of Sais basically said to Solon, Solon, when it comes to understanding of the, your world, I'm paraphrasing this, you Greeks are but children, for there have been many catastrophes and cataclysms, and will be many more. So, you know, when when I posted my list of 25 things that the Lord had shown me, some I've dealt with over the years I've been on talk radio, others I've dealt with, only recently was I allowed to release the whole list. And I never got to do it at uh, Branson, so I had to do it in a separate uh, uh, presentation, which the people at Branson, the people that are the DVDs and live streamers should have got by now. If you haven't, send me uh, an email, say you didn't get the links, and I'll forward it to Jed, and he'll get you the links. But the point being, Doug, is that I said that the orbits you now see will become so uh, uh, 
non-normal, that they will be disengaged from their orbital path, and you're going to see things in the sky that will be non-explainable by the uh, powers that be. In other words, it's going to rattle their cage. If you start seeing Mars, which, you know, at its closest point is so many millions of miles, and now it comes within a couple hundred thousand of miles, and it hasn't done that for so long. See, this is why the cover-up, okay? This is why there's so much cover-up. The whole thing on the 10th planet, Nibiru, uh, uh, Gabriel's fist, okay, uh, Lucifer's hammer, makes anybody believe that they'll ever be told the truth by any official source. That should be the, if you will, the prime directive for anybody who watches mainstream news. And mainstream news knows that, so now you've got these all hyenas and jackals trying to make it a, a legal offense to tell any story outside of the party line, okay? Oh, if people in America only knew that everything you've known, everything our forefathers fought for, died for, uh, uh, the price that the veterans have paid to have these waning moments of any form of liberty, and then to see all of the scumbag former presidents coming up against Trump and the, the global new world, Lord, new world, I can't say the word, new world order leaders, you know, or, or how dare Clinton even open his mouth when they pillaged and plundered the American people of billions, but that's not the problem. That's a big problem. The problem is, is everything we ever had, everything was given to the Chinese under the Clinton administration. Everything. That's right. And you I had a right. multi-star general tell me that, and three of them echo that, that they have everything, Steve. They have everything. And, and that that was before the self-enrichment uh, of the Clinton Foundation. But, but you're absolutely right. The technology back in the 90s transfer to uh, China was immense. Yeah, under L'Oreal Satellite. Go look that up. L-O-R-E-L Satellite. So, Doug, here's the thing. The headlines get uh, curiouser and curiouser and more and more pronounced every day. Mars is a big deal. It's not a candy bar any longer, okay? It's the entire, entire... Exactly. And so, so just to be clear though, not, not just Mars, but Antarctica and Mars together. Um, is that right? I mean, it's, it's again, Mars. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is you can't, you're going to see it, you're not getting it, and I don't mean that as a put down or anything, but the tie in with Antarctica is that's the gentle shoehorn to understand Mars. They're going to claim that Mars is the, uh, if you will, the cedar of life for uh, the primordial Earth beneath the ice. And gotcha. that's where the evolutionary process took. And then it's going to change from that to Martians are the ones that seeded us life on this planet, and it's going to be like the movie Prometheus. Okay, and that there it makes perfect sense. I got it. All right. Yeah. Perfect. And, and you know, here I want to quote that, and thank you, Randy. Randy Conway sent me one of his poems, and those of you who had the blessing of meeting him at Branson, uh, you know, I'd encourage you to obviously get his uh, book, you know, his two-part series, Before the Thunder Sounds, Poems to Empower the Soul. And I'm going to read this because it absolutely fits. Remember, another word for 
Stargate is portal, is doorway, okay? The opening of deadly doors. Mountaintop to mountaintop, ziggurat to ziggurat, dimension to dimension, who traversed them and with what intention? From the heavens to the earth, what atrocities were given birth? When the Ben, El, ben, I'm sorry, when the ben, ben Elohim saw the daughters of men, and in that moment an evil enterprise did begin. From battle to battle into the flood, the seed had been stained a corruption of blood. Therein lies the intention. It was an evil contravention. From the Adamite world until our own, the godmen and their offspring have been known. Most thought of them but fable and myth or story. A few might have given them the place of allegory. Ancient peoples, the Americas and around the globe, knew of the watchers and the giants that roamed. They knew of the portals that bend time and space, allowing dimensional beings to mingle with the human race. But did they know how ancient was this plan, always attempting to corrupt the seed of man, to stop the Savior from ever being born? This is why the Ben Elohim crossed the heavenly born. From the Vatican to Washington is but Apollyon to Abaddon. From Sidonia to Sardinia into the Smithsonian, once again, something wicked this way comes. Are the Upar's remnants left by ancient giants of Raphaim? The question must be asked, are the giants coming back again? The evidence is mounting, proving the return is eminent. Untold peril will await all those who are ambivalent. There are legends, lore, and stories told in books and parchments and ancient scrolls. Clues are left behind in rocks and caverns and under the ice. Many are the seekers of powers of evidences have enticed. Cover-ups and lies attempting to guard the truth from our sight are the things of darkness now being brought into the light. Is there a power or fallen angel technology to be obtained? Can men survive that which is on the earth is chained? The ancient portal doors long close, men now open, excuse me, the ancient portal doors long close, men now long to open, using technology mixed with spiritism as dru druidic chants are spoken. Watch and warn this could bring an unimaginable giant holocaust as hungry cannibal cyclopians are released when this line is crossed. From ancient I'm sorry, I've only read this the first time, so I apologize, Randy. From ancient Mayan to the Hopi, the stories differed little. In Europe and China, ancient people received the same transmittal. And so it is, as the accounts of giants span the globe, in every age and every land, the giants found a bone. From Giza to the Valley of Elah, Goliath was not alone. Can man survive the days ahead if giants are released to roam? The connecting thread through the stories told of giants eating flesh... It was not the flesh of animals that satisfied the hungry Gilgamesh. From Switzerland to Washington, men are searching for the key. From Babylon to the Smithsonian to unlock the Stargate that sets them free. Is the fifth world now upon us? Has time now turned another page? Will this be the generation to witness the cloud eaters' golden age? Be strong and courageous is the command of the believer. Move along. Nothing to see here is a lie given by the deceiver. He who knows the beginning from the end is able to keep the repentant. For those who scoff the living word, the unimaginable is for them impendent. So in other words... What they want to deny it will be shortly upon them. I'll post this, the opening of deadly doors. And wow, Randy, what a good job saying and, and what I've been trying to say. Uh, you know, it's it's very uh, problematic. So the time is now upon us. Among us, it's among us, it's upon us. 
And so how should we then live? We should remember that God loves us so much, Doug, that he will not allow his people not to be warned before the events taking place or concurrent with the events taking place. You know, it, it gets more and more curiouser every day that I post on my website. It, it, it's, or forgive me, every day, every wee hours of the night, the wee hours of the morning. Uh, I, I crash when I can crash, and I, you know, post when I can post. Uh, the declassification of specific uh, uh, intelligence documents are going to be released. Here's what's going to happen. Now I'll tell you what to look for. People in the intelligence community that have seen everything they believed uh, and trusted in going up in flames before their eyes, people with conscience who now see that they've been part of the biggest lie in history are going to do their best to make their peace with God and make right that history. And you should listen to these words. These are not mine. The idea that God somehow is going to leave his people without a witness, without a warning, and without an empowerment to deal with all that's coming is for only those who will live forever in the, uh, I guess you'd say, the position of the scorning. You cannot expect that most people being carnal mind will even be able to embrace what we've talked about tonight. And I'm not reading this. I'm just sharing this. But we are at that point in history now. And history is his story, meaning God's story, meaning Jesus' redemption, where like it, leave it, love him, deny him. Everybody is in that valley of decision. And it's becoming more and more uh, apparent that everything that people look for to truth, and this is, this is I, I guess I'm going to say this to everybody that still watches mainstream news, okay? Why seek ye the living amongst the dead? Why let them put the pollution into your head? Why smell the smell of vomit that fills your nostrils? Why allow yourself to vomit by their command? Why not turn away from it and take the master's hand? And I'm not trying to be Randy. God knows I'm not. But the point I'm trying to say is this. We are so at the point. Uh, we are at, I, 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 I hate to overuse the word point. We are so at the nexus, if you will. We are so at the hub of all the spokes coming together that... People can deny until they're blue in the face, but it will never, uh, how should I say this, it can never be said they weren't told. And I believe God, and by the way, I pray, Doug, that God opens up the prayer, the ears, and uh, answers the prayers of all God's people that pray for your show, that pray for the guests, me and others, that they'll really hear. Because I know there are people out there saying, oh, it's going to get great again for America, oh, you know, things are going to be swell. And I stand in opposition against those. I'm sorry, I do. I don't want to be contrary. As a matter of fact, I just want to go find Gideon. I want to say, God, give me a wine press. Let someone else fight the battle. And I've made that statement. And that's not false humility. That's not, that's just, brother, you know, at the end of the day, you just go, Father, if your people are as stubborn to you as they are, how can I even deal with them? And I'm not God. I want to make that clear. Never thought I was, never said I was. And there are people who go, he thinks he's God. No, not at all. I know who God is. The point being is that we are at, and I keep saying the point being, Doug, that POs people, get to the point. Well, I say get to the point, and then you get torqued, you know? They, uh, they get frustrated. The purpose of tonight is simply to say this. 
that everything you are seeing in the headlines concerning Antarctica and Mars is linked. It is linked to the coming revelation of the aliens created us. The greatest attack on the faith the faith of God's believers on the uh, name of Jesus Christ. And I want to share something. I got asked a question once from the Lord that I wish I would not have, uh, and, and he knows why he asked me it, but he asked me, Steve, if people took me serious that if they don't confess me before men, how will I confess them before the Father? How many people will stand? And I said, Lord, those are the questions you have the answer for, but because my attitude might not be right, this is how I prayed, which is usually a lot of times the case, I don't think many. So I ask everyone tonight, if Jesus, or if you were taken in a, in a heavenly vision, and I don't mean taken in death, I'm talking about uh, literally translated to heaven, and God asked you the question he asked me when I was translated to heaven, why when I've given you so much, Steve, have you done so little? What would you answer him? Well, Lord, I was too busy, you know, I mean, I really had some stuff going. What would you answer him? My only answer to him when I bowed my head in shame at the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, which is not the great white throne judgment, is, God, give me another chance. I want you to know, everyone, God is the God of the second chance, the third chance, and the millionth chance. And I still say this, the most powerful word I know in the English language or in any language before the throne of grace through the blood of Jesus as a child of God is help. Help, Lord, his everlasting promise, his everlasting power, his everlasting presence, his everlasting provision, his everlasting providence, his everlasting person, his everlasting posterity, because you are a child of the Most High God. Your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're seated in heavenly places if you know Jesus as your Savior, and it doesn't get any better than that, Doug. No, you're exactly right, and may I add, only chance, only chance as well. Uh, but no, you're exactly right on this. And, and you, you know, uh, Steve, I just was thinking while you were talking, um, many, many people might ask the very simple question, you know, why are we here? You know, why are we, why are we alive? And, I know how maybe this maybe I'm not maybe I'm not being linear at the moment uh, uh, and I'm not very good at not being linear I guess but but the fact of the matter is this what you're hearing tonight from Steve Quayle it really kind of in a sideways manner answers that question it, it, it's um, we all have a job to do by the way but it's interesting because of all everything we're seeing everything that Steve Quayle has been talking about right now or over the years right now is coming is right before us right in front of us and uh it's it's just a fa- this whole thing is fascinating to me it it answers so much in my view anyway uh and it shows god's uh it's got the fingerprints of god all over what you're what you're saying has got the fingerprints of god on it does that make sense? Well, I mean, it, it does. It, you know, it better, Doug, because in essence, he holds us in the palm of his hand. I'm going to read one of my alerts, and then I'll sign off for tonight, okay? Because I think it's important uh, that people understand the uh, uh, the what's coming at us, what's upon us, what is coming forth against us in all realms. And years ago, 
my friend, Aftermath Bob, sent me an email, and he couldn't remember a word that I had spoken. And he asked me, do you remember a word that was given years ago on talk radio? And I said, yeah, I gave it. So I'm gonna, this is the background on this statement. And by the way, when I'm off the air with Doug in a few minutes, I will be posting Randy's poem, uh, probably on my alert page, and then I'll link it to the front page, because I think it's that critical. And hey, by the way, I, I, I want to say this, Steve. I got to meet Randy at uh, and, and Branson. What a tremendous man. His books, by the way, we have them here, tremendous books as well, books of poems. And I want to personally thank Randy for uh, uh, for spending time with me uh, for a few minutes at Branson. Yeah, so, sending us the books. Yes, and doing that as well. Thank They're you, great books. And, and uh, do you guys know his website? Um, Let me see yeah, if it's on his book. Randy, I can't think of it right now, so if you want to... Uh, um, oh, okay, it, it says randyconwaypoems.com. Randy, R-A-N-D-Y, Conway Poems, C-O-N-W-A-Y, poems.com. And i got to tell you this, and I don't say this to flatter him. I won't flatter anybody, but the Bible says give honor to whom honors due, credit to whom credit is due. And most people don't recognize that a lot of the Old Testament, especially the Psalms, were written in prose and written in poetry. They rhymed. Obviously not in the English, but they rhymed. I love rhyme. It, it absolutely, it's the meter. I think the reason it, it appeals so much is it basically follows the flow of thoughts and the flow of life and the flow of blood within your body. So it's randyconwaypoems.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you this. I have posted, uh, not all of them, but the majority of them. If you read his poems, it's going to give you an understanding of the heart of God in a way you've never been able to embrace the Lord before. It's going to give you a neat way of looking and becoming excited about your walk with God like you've never done before. For instance, what I just read, Doug, he sums up you know, probably two chapters of my book, and I love that. He he gives, I would say, the heavenly cliff uh, note version of so much. But I want to read this alert. It's on my website from October 12th. So the background of this is that my friend Aftermath Bob uh, sent me an email saying, do you remember who uh, spoke this? Somebody was asking on Mary's board, which is a, a place that people post on. Words spoken by SQ years ago on talk radio. A memory of a prophetic, uh, excuse me, a memory of a prophecy stating that once judgment began, we would not have enough time to recover from one disaster before the next one hit. Do you recall any such prophecy? That was his email to me. My email back to him is, Bob, I think they may be referring to the word I gave years ago on radio. Here's how it went. Once the trouble starts, we will look to the left and it will be coming at us. We'll look to the right and more evil events will be closing in on us. We will look behind us as evil tries to overtake us. As we look forward, we'll see evil events fast approaching us. And as we look up, the powers of darkness will be raining down upon us. As if we looked, and excuse me, and as we look down upon the earth, it will open up before us. As all hell is vomited out upon the earth to devour and make war against us. But here's the bottom line. But as we look to Jesus and keep our eyes on him, he will make a way for us and deliver us from evil. And as we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's what uh, I, and that's the actual, uh, you know, the thing I gave years and years ago. I would challenge anyone to uh, look at it because, again, 
doesn't matter. You got fires here, you got them in Portugal and Spain. You don't have them there, you have the oil refineries blowing up, which, by the way, in my opinion, is full-scale gray terror. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, everything underway now. It's happening at once. So if you don't keep your eyes upon Jesus, you cannot handle emotionally what's coming. So, Doug and Joe, blessings to you, my brothers, to everyone that's listening tonight. I'll be posting Randy Conway's poem, randyconwaypoems.com, and I encourage you all, please, get the book, Empire Beneath the Ice, uh, on my website, stevequail.com. I'll second that. Also, yeah, yeah, and also, please, please, for your sake, take a look at that, the 25-minute uh, symphony of sound and sights of Yellowstone Park. Nothing like it's ever been done. There is no way the average person could do that. I mean, they just couldn't because there's stuff there that's been filmed, uh, you know, in the most sophisticated way. We shot over cameras, blah, blah, blah. That is not, by the way, I need to say that, that is not our full-length uh, film that's under production right now that's going to blow, uh, it's going to blow people's minds, literally. And it will blow people's minds before Yellowstone, the super volcano, goes off. And here's last thing, keep your eyes on Cumbra Vieja. Expect them to cut the information coming from Cumbre Vieja. Cumbre Vieja is in the Canary Islands. It's the one that they've done National Geographic specials on Discovery Channel. If that thing sloughs into the sea, then you've got on the East Coast a minimum of a 500 to 1,500 foot uh, tidal wave uh, coming fast and furious. You'll have about eight hours to head to higher ground. Uh, never before have they had 350, 400 earthquakes in so few a days. It's a very big deal. Doug, it's never happened all the time I've been on talk radio, and I've looked at the history, and it just has never happened. So something wow. is uh, afoot, and hopefully you'll have uh, the feet of faith to take you out of harm's way. Good night, everyone. God bless you. Thank Steve, you, Doug. Thank, thank you. you, Joe. God bless you, my brother. Thank you so very much. What a powerful... Uh, thank you for a powerful, powerful presentation, Steve. Thank you very much. You're and, welcome. And, your, and uh, God bless. All right. Bye. Wow. <laughs> you know, folks... Let me just let me just offer something to, to, to the listeners out there. Um, sometimes, and, and I say this with a smile on my face. Sometimes, this is how our Stephen, my conversations will go on the phone. Sometimes, all right. Uh, there's more interaction, of course, between you know from me, but seriously, so some, I'll ask him a question about a certain event or a certain issue, and that's it's like. It's like this. Um, so I feel blessed to call him a brother and to have him, um, to, to be able to just talk with him like that. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. No, that sounds like Steve now. All right, folks. We're going to be right back. You got to stay for the next hour. You're here. You got to stay. I'm going to chain you right to the camera there. We're going to be right back for the uh, final hour of the Hagman Report with news, some information, some analysis, some things that you need to know going into the weekend. Get right back. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? 
In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God particle before CERN actually discovered the God particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. It is Friday, October 20th, 2017. A lot of things nominating the headlines before we get to that. Make sure you take advantage of Green Innovative's sale. Green Innovative, one of our sponsors. I'll tell you what, um, it's a, the devices at Green Innovative are incredible. Go to greeninnovative.com. The sale lasts until Sunday. It's kind of a two. Well, go ahead. They have Joe. two, two sales yeah. going on right now. You yep. can get, uh, by entering the discount code Hagman. Yep. That's two ends on the end of Hagman. You can get 15% off of anything store-wide. That's a great They also deal. have two Super GMAG complete packages. They call it the Super Twofer Sale, and you use the promo code Super, Super Twofer. There you go. For your two Super GMAG complete packages, portable power, anytime, anywhere, when you need it. You'll be glad you did it. Greenovative.com. Or just even, if you have any questions, contact Greenovative via their website, greenovative.com. But do it 
between now and Sunday because that's a great deal in by any standard. All right, uh, the headlines. Now, I look, we, we, there's a thousand different places we could start. One of the biggest issues, and I just want to address this, and then, Joe, you can, uh, uh, we can take it wherever, but, but Fusion GPS. Um, th- there's an article on Fox right now, Kimberly Strassel. Here's why the GOP should keep digging on the Fusion GPS case. Um, if you look at the, depending on where you, what you read, where you read, you're going to, you're going to, it's going to it's going to appear that Fusion GPS is this company that's being picked on really uh, by Congress. Um, writes Strassel that uh, Washington is obsessed with the word collusion but has little understanding of its true meaning. And that's very true. Uh, the confusion might explain why DC has missed the big story of collusion between Fusion GPS and the Democratic Party, which that's the real story here. And this touches on this goes from the uh, this fusion GPS story is is a fascinating one legally and in my view anyway legally and from an investigative point of view. Now, she writes Strassel that if you read the headlines, uh, this poor beleaguered opposition research firm it was humiliated and constitutionally abused uh, this week by partisan Republicans. All oh, those nasty Republicans. Now, look, I know. I, get, I understand we're not talking Republicans and Democrats here in the larger sense. I understand that. But you've got to at least talk the language that's being spoken uh, or written uh, here. Now, uh, the, the House Intelligence Committee had questioned Fusion GPS's, uh, uh, one of their uh, one of their founders. All right. Well, Fusion's lawyers sent a 17-page. Now, imagine this. A seven <laughs> I have to laugh because, okay, for a lawyer, for for a law firm to send a 17-page letter, you know that's going to cost a lot of money, all right? But anyway, one letter from my lawyer is like, you know, and I'm never mind. Uh, but anyway, they're one page from uh, my lawyer. Yeah, but Fusion's lawyers send a 17-page page letter to the uh, Representative Devin Nunes, okay, which accusing him of everything from well a number of misdeeds um declaring his subpoenas invalid invoking a supposed first amendment uh right to silence which well uh, uh, yeah there, there's so much wrong with that sentence I'm not even going to go there uh, but you, when you start peeling back the layers of this and I would urge everyone to to really understand. In fact, I'm going to do a special program this weekend on this very issue. But this ties into Mueller. This ties into everything that we're seeing here. And this goes right to the heart. And I mean this, right to the heart of what we're seeing, this opposition against Donald Trump. And I talked about the bigger, wider picture today in my program. And if I can, shameless self-promotion, sure. 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock this morning. If you go on BTR, the archives are right there. Tell me what you think about it. Anyway, it's a, it's a wider picture. But see, this to me, the, okay, uh, so I don't know. I'd I, I, I love to see the letter. But anyway, the uh, uh, no American should experience the indignity that occurred today, fusion lawyer Joshua Levy declared. Now, does that sound familiar? No American should experience the indignity 
that occurred today. That occurred today. Now, where where have you heard that? Not quite like that, but where have you heard that something similar before? Think. In fact, um, no, I, I it's I guess I can't really do it. I was going to offer one of my books uh, uh, as a prize, but I really can't do it. Uh, you know what? I'll open the chat here. I'll open the, and I'm, if somebody can answer in the chat, um, I'll just give a shout out where have you heard that accusation in what context before all right that's my question does that sound familiar and just type it in that chat feature we're really going uh um full on uh what do you call that uh uh what word am i looking for i guess uh, you know i don't know either Come on, in the chat. What what does that sound like? Oh, anyone who listens to my morning show knows. Okay, all right. I guess that's not working out well. Is there, is there, there's a there's a delay, right? Time delay on this. Thirty seconds. All right. All right. So, again, I'm going to go back. Uh, and say that no human should ever uh, occurred the uh, incur the indignity that that occurred today, or uh, experience the indignity that uh, occurred today. Come on, chat. Where have you? What does that sound like to you? Anyone in chat? No. Hillary Clinton. Uh, I don't know if that's an answer. No, it's not Hillary Clinton. You go back in time, not Bill Clinton. Go back in time. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer myself in five, four, three, two, one. All right, I'm gonna answer myself. Here's what this whole thing. Okay, you remember Senator McCarthy? Remember the red baiting that the 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 way the the um uh. The, 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 when McCarthy went after the communists, and before McCarthy was, uh, was, uh, uh, D's, went after, dies, if some people pronounce dies, D's, whatever, went after the communists, the House Un American Activity Committee, uh, uh, parallel to McCarthy. All right. When they went after the communists, it was basically owed the humanity and the indignity of, uh, have you no decency? Senator Joe McCarthy, have you no decency? That's the template that is being used today. Remember, that's not new. That that worked then, and it's working now. Have you no decency? That's what's taking place. That's they're they're not fighting with they're not fighting facts. This, in fact, the word McCarthyism will surface here, and that's a that's a that, that's a pejorative term and wrong anyway. But that's going to come. Trust me when I tell you that Fusion GPS is at the epicenter of a huge uh, uh, huge scandal. And who is Fusion GPS? Well, obviously, the Fusion D GPS was behind the infamous. PP dossier of unfair, unverified, scandalous Trump activity. Uh, it was peddled by a British spy, Christopher Steele. But, but uh, now, now they were behind uh, the uh, meeting between the Russian lawyer um, Natalia Veselnitskaya. I, I don't 
I'm not sure if I pronounced that name correctly, uh, who came to Donald Trump Jr. and said, hey, you know, I've got some information damaging to, perhaps damaging to Hillary. They welcome him in. And, of course, that Magnitsky Act that came up, and, of course, Tracy Beans, I believe, talked about that yesterday. Uh, anyway, the, the bottom line is this. This firm, the G- Fusion GPS, is at the, at the at the end of the trail, investigative trail here, it would be good to find out where the money to, for this, all of the activity was coming from. And I believe at the heart of these hearings, at the heart of this questioning, and what no one wants to answer is who hired them, where did the money come from, and what exactly uh, what was their was their objective. This, I believe, I really believe, is extremely important because what we're seeing right now is this comeback. And, and I'm going to just going to leave it here. When I read that sentence, uh, no American should experience the indignity that occurred today. I immediately went back to, uh, have you no decency? That the utterance uh, about Senator Joe McCarthy, that about red baiting, about a, how, and, those those people who are old enough now, even even the students of history, in, rather, uh, remember the red scare, red under every bed, and how that they made fun. They made fun of anyone who said, "Look, we've got a problem with communist infiltration." We most assuredly did then, and we do now. And you know where the focus was back during the McCarthy era with the communist infiltration? Where, where was the focus back then, starting in 1934 onward to, to the 1950s? Where was the focus of the communist infiltration? It was in the Department of State. That's where it was. And where is it today? It's in the Department of State. Hillary, Diane, Rodham, Clinton. You think for one second that Donald Trump, for example, or any any member of his team, is is cozying up to Soviet Russian communism? You're out of your mind. You know who is? It's the Progressive Democratic Party. They're not progressive. They're communists. And it's the Department of State back in 1934, 1950. It's the Department of State today. That's the issue. And that, that sentence right there, no American should experience the indignity that occurred today. Have you no decency? And that, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Well, that was uh, uh, pretty good. You know, uh, one of the things we did on the Daily Show today is go over these scandals that are going on that are um, not being covered by the mainstream media. And we got to make a distinction because there are more than one. It's more than the Clinton uranium uh, FBI cover-up that's ongoing. We have a number of, of scandals involving the Obama administration, the Obama administration, State Department, DOJ, and uh, so much more. First, we have James Comey. It has come out through FBI documents that James Comey had given his opinion or made the decision of what to do with Hillary Clinton before he even interviewed her, months before that, his announcement to the American people about her intent not being criminal came out. We have the Obama DOJ applying for FISA warrants using the uh, false Trump dossier that was compiled by the uh, MI5 or MI6 um, uh, intelligence guy out of Europe. You have the Clinton Uranium One scandal. Now you have 
it has come out that the Obama administration and the FBI, Robert Mueller's involvement in the Uranium One deals, hand-delivering uranium samples to the Russians on the tarmac. You have all this ongoing, the Samantha Powers saying somebody else used her identity to unmask 260 No, Americans. use her authority. Use her authority. Okay, okay. not identity. But authority. But, yeah. So, so, again, who in the hell believes this kind of crap? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, if you left last hour thinking, well, my God, they're talking about Mars. What are they out of their minds? You know, hey, hey call the, you know, call the. No, listen, this is even, this is more difficult to believe in my view. Uh, yeah, well, someone used my authority. I don't know, 250. What? what? Are, you got to be kidding me, man. I'm going to have, like, it's I just going to just it's, it's be a mess when behind me. And it's gonna... I just published a story on Hagman Report. Obama's ambassador, Obama ambassador's testimony on intelligence unmasking raises new questions. Congressional testimony by Barack Obama's former U.N. ambassador uh, to, the, to the United Nations, Samantha Power, about the unmasking of U.S. citizens' names she requested in hundreds of foreign intelligence intercepts by the National Security Agency has raised new questions about the sensitive information, how it was ordered up, and subsequently handled. Powers spoke to the House Intelligence Committee on the 13th of October behind closed doors in what is still being cloaked in secrecy, but on October 17th, House Oversight Committee, uh, Chairman Trey Gowdy, who also sits on the Intelligence Committee, told Fox News her testimony is they, the unmasking requests, may be under my name, but I did not make those requests. The sheer volume of requests submitted to the U.S. authorities in her name is already unusual. It's 250, she did not, 250 roughly. She did not initiate then, them, then who did and why. Uh, this is what they're trying to get to the bottom of, and uh, it should be interesting to see where this goes, because this is obviously... Uh, a, a criminal offense using Power's name without her knowledge or consent, uh, definitely criminal, and it is uh, just a long, another scandal in the long list of Obama administration scandals. Did you see what Eric Obama Holder, regime? We we have Obama to we have regime. to make rules of language. Uh, the Obama administration legitimizes Obama as a president. Um, Barry Satoro, I don't know. Show me your your your. Bona fide authenticated uh, certificate of live birth, long form, please. And until then, it's uh, regime, not uh, administration. Go ahead. Sorry to take you off track there. But yeah, I I, uh, that, I don't that, know where that, we were going. That, but I don't know. Oh, Eric Holder. Um, there's an article yesterday on Hagman Report. Pumped. Eric Holder makes shocking statement on Comey exonerating Hillary Clinton before interviewing her. But uh, but see, is this new? This no, is no, not no, no. new. But some of the May. We the knew about this in May. What the hell? What, what, are people just coming out of a coma for crying out loud? No, What's maybe. going on here? Well, this from the Daily Wire. Um, this is what Eric Holder said on a, on a TV interview that he gave, I want to say it was, yeah, with Jake Tapper. And he said, you can make determinations about where an investigation is likely to go before you actually speak to the subject of that investigation, Holder said. He also goes, goes on to say that um, Comey, he's an honest guy, and the determination that he made, I think, um, and then I think inappropriately announced, I think is based on the facts, based on his interpretation of the law. Well, and it was what nothing the more than hell that. does that mean? 
It was a good faith assessment by a good person faith who assessment. I think has done a lot for this country. Okay, so, so wait a second. Now, now, now let's let's talk this through here because seriously, if if now we've worked with a lot of attorneys, a lot of law firms as investigators, a lot of police agencies, you tell me which one of any one of those would accept that. Mm-mm. Now now see here, that's that's the the equivalent of of saying. Uh, and I got two points. I've got two points to make here. First of all, uh, that I'm going to make a point about that. All right. The the we, you don't conduct investigations by coming to a conclusion and right. working toward that conclusion. That's crazy. All right. If you ever do that, you get the hell out of the investigative business. Either that, or you better ask for more money from whoever's paying you off to do it, because your your soul is worth probably more than what you're paying. You don't do that. That's that's just that that's that's not even that that's deliberate. You, you, that's not even you can't even make a mistake like that. So in other words, back in May, Comey's drafting memos exonerating Hillary Clinton before talking to Hillary or even witness one. Well, well no wonder Hillary was never put under oath. She didn't need to be. None of them did. And and ask yourself this too: How much immunity? How much, do we know who was offered humi- uh, immunity? We, we know that Heather Samuelson was offered immunity. We know that the guy from Platte River Networks, Brian Pagliano, was offered immunity. What in the world do they need immunity for? And from, all right? All of this stinks to high heaven because there is a multi-tiered justice system, uh, system as I talked yesterday and today. A multi-tiered justice system. And you know what? You're not a part of it. You're in the lower part, in the basement, where, where the dank cells mm-hmm. are. All right? Not where the Clintons and, and stuff are. And the other thing, the other point I wanted to make, I, I, I escaped my mind, but uh, uh, no, it, look, uh, Fusion GPS. Let me tell you something. There was one time I, I, as an investigator, acted as an opposition research agent. Yeah, and that resulted in, and I'm not going to, you know what, I'm not going to go go back in time, but it was it was thirty plus years ago. Um. No, it was uh, not quite 30 years ago, but it resulted in a in a, a government, a, a, someone who worked for or someone. I guess I owe it to the audience to to tell you what happened, just a little bit. At the time, Governor Casey in Pennsylvania selected someone for a public utility commission seat to be on the board of the PUC. I guess the statute of limitations is up, right? I don't know. And I didn't do anything wrong, but uh, it, and nonetheless, when someone comes to you and says, here, here's a check, and I'd like you to do a background check on this individual. Oh, and by the way, here, here here's who we'd like you to contact. And... um Everything really, you don't really need to do more than just contact these people. These people will tell you everything you want to know about this individual right here. Okay, because that's really it'll be a simple thing. But we just need your uh, your stamp, you know, your name on there. That's all. Just you know, just your stamp of approval. Let me tell you, that was that was probably one of the worst um, years of my life. Because the blowback from what happened next. Oh, I did, I, I did, I made the contacts. I did my job and I took down their statements. 
Every one I took down their statements. I made sure it was all neatly tied in a bow and a ribbon. And I gave it to my client. And the job worked because, you know what, that nominee, the day before Thanksgiving, withdrew his name from consideration. You know why? Because inexplicably, the report that I drafted typed on a typewriter back then wound up on the floor of the Senate minus my name off my not, my letterhead it was not my letterhead was not on there nor was my name just the the content of the report so I acted basically as an opposition research group or person I understand I be, and I understand exactly what's going on here. And I say that not to say that I did anything bad or anything good or, you know, whatever. I just, I'm saying this because I understand uh, the, the assassination politics. I'm not proud of that, but I understand it. And if I had to do it all over again, I would, I would never do it again. Because, by the way, what happened next was a nightmare. And I'm not going to even go into that. Because you know, because that's personal and that's just beyond anything. But let me tell you something: it's a dirty business, but it happens all of the time. They should bring these people before Congress, Fusion GPS, put them under oath, make them answer questions, follow the money. And you know, it was back in July where one senator wanted Fusion GPS to be. Uh, to register themselves as a foreign agent, an agent for Russia, and and see the Alinsky, the Alinsky tactic of projecting that which you do yourself onto your enemy is taking place today. So that's what I wanted to say. All right. Did I uh, take up too much time? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, not at all. So we have um, all these these scandals ongoing, and we. You know, wonder will we ever see um, the mainstream media covering these things? Where we have uh, a number of stories from uh, one of my favorite sites, Newsbusters.org, that detail the lack of coverage by any of the mainstream networks. Mostly, they cite this being an old story and that there's no new or relevant information pertaining to this story, uh, which is just absolutely crazy because the whole reason the story is back in the forefront in much of the alternative media is because of the new information, the new eyewitness testimony, the new financial documents that have been released. And it is just so frustrating to see this continuation of attacks on Donald Trump over his alleged conversation with a Gold Star family overheard by a congresswoman who is happy with her newfound fame. It's interesting, though, because the uh, Gold Star family, uh, the the um, wife who whose husband died in Nigeria, who this whole controversy is about, issued a statement on her Facebook post today saying she is sickened by the congresswoman's politicalization of her son's death, death and that Trump actually um, was very nice and respectful in the phone call. Now, this is separate from the other Gold Star family who released audio of their conversation with Trump over her, their sons um, who died in Afghanistan months earlier. But the... the uh, the whole controversy surrounding Trump is about this conversation he had with this Gold Star wife. The wife has come out and uh, on her Facebook, and I'm not sure where else, has said that the congresswoman 
is basically misrepresenting everything and has politicized her husband's death and it's an but she's a rock attempt. star now yeah. she's a rock star yeah and did you see that John, uh, general kelly said that she's an empty barrel meaning uh, it's an old phrase from the 15th century meaning the empty barrel makes the most noise and she says that well, that's racist, racist now, right that's racist okay of course everything's racist mm-hmm. oh, yeah. How come Jesus? on you know seriously yeah, it, it's pretty crazy, um, but you you know you won't see the news um, reporting on the uh, the Gold Star wife uh, vindicating Trump of of what the media is coming after him claiming uh, you know he is and now we see the constant barrage of he's mentally disabled he's a um, you know a racist a white supremacist he's They're going a Nazi, for the twenty fifth amendment. That's it, their that's that's their goal. The Twenty Fifth yeah, Amendment is it. their goal. They'll it, never get it. Look, if look, there. I think their most desired objective is, is to oust him via the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Failing that, impeachment. And if you think Mueller, by the way, um, there, there's a good article about Robert Mueller, and I would urge everyone to to really read this. And I'm gonna I'm, I am gonna it's do on a special. Drudge, it's on Fox. Yeah, I'm gonna do a special on this. Silvergate. How Robert Mueller tried to entrap me because I understand this as well. Uh that's um I don't even know the, the where the web website is from, but uh we'll be talking about it on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Hagman Report on this Friday, October twentieth, twenty seventeen. Thanks for keeping with us. Stay with us. More on the other side. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Uh, folks, I'm going to direct your attention to MasterPreps.com. MasterPreps.com. Wow. Uh, MasterPreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, MasterPreps.com. That's MasterPreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Chang Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to 18 major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. 
In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues. And so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys kit at www.changewithwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. That means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Hey, welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman Report. It is Friday, October 20th, 2017. Last segment. I, I will do, um, because of such a great uh, demand request. Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I seriously, I will do a, a, a special on this. Watch the um, Doug Hagman radio show uh, tomorrow or Sunday. I'm not sure which day, but I'm going to do a special one on this topic but here's the deal there's a there's a column by a, a fellow attorney let me let me just make sure i've got this right harvey silvergate how robert Trump, or how robert mueller tried to entrap me and, and the reason i think this is important is because it goes to it speaks to his tactics now they went to princeton together back in the 60s mueller and uh, this attorney silvergate and, and he mentions a couple of uh, situations where and I and I've seen this happen before, uh, in real life. In one real life situation, not not many, but one real life situation, I've seen it happen one time and one time only. Where um, Mueller uh, and this Silverstein allegedly, okay, uh, or alleges that Robert Mueller tried to set up uh, this attorney um, when when he was when Mueller was act, the acting U.S. attorney in Boston. This Silverstein was a uh, uh, defense counsel in a federal criminal case in a rather odd... Okay. Is that where Mueller was before he was appointed to the FBI? Um, or is this before uh, he got into the this, FBI? I, I'm not sure where on the timeline it is. But but regardless, th- this is important. Now, now listen to this tactic. All right, listen, just be really... Because uh, I want to be really precise, all right? So here here's an attorney representing a, a, uh, in, in a, representing a client in a criminal defense matter. And... Uh, he says, okay, he was in his office, and this rather odd guy contacted him to tell him, to tell the criminal defense attorney, opposing Mueller, by the way, uh, that he had information that could assist my client. And again, I ask you, does this sound familiar to anyone? Okay, does this sound like, you know, the pl- coming from a playbook of some kind? And this is why, if you're a professional listening to this, you've got to, you've got to be careful and, and you've got to think and watch everything you do, especially today. 
let me let me give you some advice, okay? If you are in the if you are in the alternative media, the mic is always hot, the camera is always on, okay? Just saying. But think about this. So here is this attorney representing a, crime, a client in a criminal case. Mueller is on the other side, prosecuting the case. The the criminal defense attorney gets a phone call from a guy. He doesn't know him. So say, I got some information that'll help your client. And um, uh, so, he, in fact, the, the guy that contacted this uh, this attorney asked to see him. And so the guy walked into his office, and this what he describes as uh, wearing a striking, flowing white uh, gauze-like shirt. He sat down across from this attorney at the conference table and proceeded. Uh, he was very prepared. He gave, he gave me uh, proceeded uh, to to give him an affidavit to the effect that uh, the the certain real estate owned by the client was purchased with lawful currency rather than drug money, and that was the issue of the criminal case. All right, so and he was prepared to sign an affidavit, a hundred percent, and he he gave exculpatory he gave an exculpatory statement helping this guy's client. So the the evidence okay. was his statement. So you, right. In okay. other words, it would be you're on you're on trial for buying uh in this case buying real estate with drug okay. money, all right? You're my lawyer and and, and, and so yeah, I'm I'm your John, lawyer. And John's the other guy. And, and John, John approaches you saying he has information that will help me. Right. And, and you with the case. Right. And so we sit down at a conference table and and, and John in this case uh gives this absolutely all-inclusive exculpatory statement providing evidence that you did not purchase real estate using um, drug money, all right? Boy, that's a pretty valuable piece of paper in my hand, right? Possibly, yeah. Well, there it is. Okay, now, the guy, okay, my secretary, not me, I'm, I'm, I'm Harvey Weinstein, I guess. Is, or, or okay, Eric, Weinstein, your secretary. Uh, uh, Har- Harvey Silvergate, I'm sorry. Got Weinstein on the head. So, uh, so my secretary, uh, Eric the tech, Types up the affidavit, and um, I just want to get this right here because uh, exact um, that the, that that the witness John is going to sign the the witness that gave the affidavit. Just as he picked up the pen, John or the, the guy that gave the affidavit looks up and says something effective. You know, everything I everything I says really it's false, not true. But your client's an old friend of mine, and I want I just want to help him. Okay. Okay. Now, now think about that. What do you do? Well, if you're the lawyer, you uh, immediately um, you grab you, him by the nape of the neck and kick his ass out the doors. Which plus, you do. isn't there some? Obviously, I'm not a lawyer, but isn't there some laws on the books pertaining to notifying? Um, are you obligated to notify somebody that? Well, even you're, if you're, you're not obligated to kick, kick his butt out the doors, which you're obligated to do. I, beyond that. Okay. No, I mean, because so they they told him in hope right. in the hopes that he would still say okay. Let's right. Okay. okay. So, and, and right then and there, you should know. And if 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 your antennas aren't springing up at this point, and the hair on the back of your neck's not standing up, and on your arms not standing, you should know right then and there, you are being set up. You're being set up, and if you don't kick the guy out to the curb. Not you're not going to be practicing law, and you might not be free next year. You might not be able to go to the company Christmas party. Okay, but the guy here's what here's what here's what this attorney said, and the reason that he described the shirt 
the gauze like shirt because he turned around and he noticed this bulge, this hump, the bulge on his back. Now back then, and I can attest to this, when you, when you wear a wire, not too comfortable. Today it's nothing. Back then, no, no, wasn't too comfortable. He was, he was wired. The guy was wired. And you know who sent him? Mueller. How's that for ethics? They were classmates in Princeton. Well, not, they went to Princeton. They knew each other. Who thinks that's good? Attempting to bait the attorney? Did he think his case wasn't strong? Or, I mean, is that just his standard practice? Well, if you look at the, the, the rest, and I'm not going to get into the rest of it, but if you look at the rest of the, uh, um, the rest of the column, uh, this attorney also represented that, uh, Officer McDonald, who was accused of killing his family, Jeffrey R. McDonald. Remember that from Fort Bragg, where he's supposed to have killed his wife and, uh, children back in 1979, I guess it was, North Carolina wife and two children and, and the guy said innocent innocent he was, he was i'm innocent but ultimately was was um, tried and convicted well i will get into i will get into the, this because ultimately when mueller was in the fbi at that point and there was evidence exculpatory evidence in that case to bring to the fbi because uh, the, this attorney working on behalf of McDonald found information and, and uh, information of misconduct by the FBI, by the military investigators against McDonald. Now, I'm not saying one way or the other about, about McDonald. Uh, I, I don't know. I, don't, I never worked the case. But let me tell you this. There was a conference held. It was in 1990, I think the uh, author says. or, or in the, It doesn't matter. It was when Mueller was at the FBI. And in this conference, when this attorney walked in, Mueller, there was a, a flanks, as he stated, of FBI agents around the conference table. And Mueller took the seat at the head of the table. And here comes the attorney working on behalf of McDonald saying, look, I got all this evidence of misconduct and uh, such about with F from the FBI and the military intelligence or military police, military investigators that would um, prove that my client was set up. Or at the very least, uh, was uh, the the product of uh, improper investigative techniques and such. How does Mueller open up the meeting? He said, basically, talk. And I'm paraphrasing. Uh, talk. Any talk of FBI misconduct is a non-starter. We don't. We're, that's off the table. In other words, why do you, you know? Why bother? Because that's that's the entire basis for what the, the for what that that attorney was there for. You've got to understand how important that would be. So it, it'd be like saying, well, um, the the key piece of evidence is gone. We're not going to talk about that. What else? You want anything else? What else you want to talk about? You want to talk about the weather? I, I mean, that that's where it's at. In the, that's where this that see now those are the tactics of Mueller. So let me ask this question. Do you think there's any possibility that Mueller is going to continue on in this in this position of a, of an independent counsel and not return an indictment? I don't think so. So expect an indictment. Expect numerous indictments. And it's going to get ugly. That's the takeaway from this article. 
And that's a takeaway that I want everyone to understand because it is going to get very ugly um, in the very near term. And this is this is going for the jugular of our constitutional republic right now. Mueller needs to go. Rosenstein needs to go. McCabe needs to go. And I'd throw a few others in there too. The entire everyone uh, that was involved with CFIUS, the uh, that, that oversight committee um, during the Uranium One deal, needs to be investigated. At the very least, it's a subpoena subpoenaed and their statement taken under oath and that's Hillary Clinton on down through uh, who was a part of CFIUS which was a that was a, that organization was established in 1979 by the way as an oversight committee to make sure that no one was selling out national interests but she was it's Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton so what's what's the diff right all right yeah. so anyway that's uh, that's that's the this is a big deal and this is treason. And we're and at the end of the day, like I said on my show today, where did all this come from? This 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 we're seeing the effects of this long walk or this long march of communism through every agency of our government, and they've had decades to do this in media and all, yes. all the different yes. uh, areas that yeah. government encompasses. Um, kind of switching gears here, I got you know four or five different stories that are all across the map that I want to get into today. How many people have been paying attention to what's been going on with Megyn Kelly? There's been a number of reports that her NBC show is tanking in ratings and that the the network wasted millions of dollars in signing her. She had some person on the other day, and and, uh, they they called it one of the most embarrassing moments of her career as she was dancing around trying to get the audience to dance uh, with the guest she had on. It's a pretty interesting video. It's hard to watch. Um, I, I would suggest everybody go <clears throat> watch it to see how far she has fallen. If you remember, she was a kind of a up, up and coming star on Fox News, and as the 2016 presidential nomination, uh, she got into a little feud with Trump. She was very anti-Trump, and she left Fox News to sign a multi-million dollar deal with NBC, only to see her show continue to decrease in ratings and viewership since she's been there. And uh, the headline today, Megyn Kelly today, continues to experience subpar viewership ratings, leaving the network to ask the question, what are they going to do with her? Not really a big deal with the news story, but I just think it's interesting to point out uh, and for folks to watch that clip of, uh, that hard-to-watch clip of her show. This is an interesting story as a uh, update today. You remember the story about the sonic weapon attacks of U.S. diplomats in Cuba? Yeah, what's that about? I, I want to know why. And Joe, because you're on, you, this is your venue more than mine. Hey, Theo. We got the studio dog, Theo, in a nice plaid sweatshirt. Check this out, uh, guys, ladies. You All know right. what? We got to upload a picture. This dog wore a tux to Jackie's yeah, wedding. Yes, And yes. it is so cute. A uh, little levity on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, all right, but yeah, he wore. You're right. He wore a tux for the wedding. I could. I can pull a picture up on my phone of it, but we really can't. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh, but the, uh, thank you, Jackie. The, there's uh, new information about a number of U.S. diplomats who suffered attacks in Cuba. It has risen to 24. The State Department has confirmed two additional U.S. diplomats have experienced health problems as a result of sonic attacks in Cuba, bringing the total number of diplomats impacted to 24. 
State Department Press Secretary Heather Newert on Friday released a revived, revised number of diplomats harmed by the attacks, which she said is based on continued assessment of U.S. government personnel, and they still don't know the origin of the sonic attacks. All the ambassadors in Cuba were called back to the U.S. The U.S. was not the only country involved. There were a number of Canadian ambassadors as well that were affected. Some of these people suffered permanent hearing loss and brain damage due to the sonic weapon attacks. And the State Department went on to say, Our personnel are receiving comprehensive medical evaluations and care. We can't rule out additional new cases as medical professionals continue to evaluate members of the embassy community. The U.S. government's investigation into the attacks in Cuba and who is responsible for them is ongoing. And she said, we revise our assessments as we receive new information. This was first reported back in mid-August by the Washington Free Beacon that a number of diplomats were affected, both in the U.S. and Canada diplomats in Cuba, and that number is continuing to rise in the last two months, and really with no uh, public information as to uh, any leads or you know any idea really of what happened. Uh, moving along here, want to make sure we hit this something we talked about on the Daily Show today. Gerald Salente did an interview on Alex Jones, <clears throat> where he talked about China positioning itself to remove the petrodollar as the world reserve currency. This is something that we've talked about it in uh, no, to a great extent on our show. Just to tell you this, they, there was another report uh, in 30 years they want to rule the, yep. rule the world, and that was part of the report. Yep. Uh, something about you know we've had the last hundred years. We want to move into a new era in this uh, you know next hundred years, and they want to be the leader, you know the world leader, uh, the number one economic and political nation in the world. And to do that, they want to bump the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency using the Chinese currency backed by gold as the new petrodollar, which would have severe implications for the U.S. dollar value and the purchasing power, as well as the inflation we would see in this country. It would it would turn us into Venezuela almost in, in within a week. Um, and it's a very real possibility, and it's something we always have to keep our eyes on as, uh, you know, China, the the IMF, we have all these global institutions of, of power, politics, financial, and otherwise that are working and have been working. If you read Zibig New Brzezinski's books, Henry Kissinger's books, they talk about uh, China and Asia being the new powerhouse after the 1990s. And this is part of the globalist plan uh, to move towards this one world order, both politically and economically. And we are seeing those plans, um, you know, being... It's well past the groundwork. We are we are seeing uh, you know the BRICS, uh, seven nations of of uh, currencies, the SDRs that they want to roll out with the IMF, and all of that is bad news for the U.S. dollar. So keep your eyes on that and watch the 12 minute interview Gerald Salente has up on Infowars on Alex Jones YouTube channel from yesterday. It's a great piece to watch. Want to move to one more piece of news here that is um, kind of humorous. Elder, elderly woman delays flight by throwing coins in the jet engine for good luck. That's what I do when I when I go on one of the. You know, <laughs> I don't fly. Fine. I don't like to fly, but yeah, I do that. Big fistful of change, throw it right into the blades of the engine. What's wrong? What could go wrong? This happened in China. A flight in China was delayed for five hours after an elderly passenger threw coins into the aircraft's engine for good luck. The eighty-year-old passenger named Kui was boarding the Chinese Southern Airlines flight from Shanghai 
to Guadazu with her family when she stopped to make the blessings. She threw nine coins at the aircraft's engine turbine. Concerned fellow passengers alerted the air staff, and it prompted the evacuation of 150 passengers and delayed the flight for more than five hours. Eight of the nine coins missed, but one landed inside the engine, and they said the crew expressed concerns over the potential damage a single coin could make if it got sucked into the mechanism. But I thought that was a pretty funny story. You know, I I would... uh, You got to... What, what the heck? That's all I. All right. That's fine. I want to I, I want to hit this as well because I this this should tell you pretty much what you need to know about Hillary Clinton. Why is she still around? Because she's still around. She's going to be around, uh, and you know she really thinks she's entitled to uh, the office of the presidency. But 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 I'm you, surprised she hasn't applied for Queen of the World yet. And well, I mean, that's coming. All right. But let, let me tell you something. Um, Donald Trump as president of the United States. Um, was dealing with Great Britain, with UK, with respect to potential some trade deals. All right, upon their exit from the European Union. Now you know the European Union was formed uh, on the basis of the, the blueprint for the European Union. If you read the Charter, which is a convoluted mess, it's a Manhattan phone book that's just a mess. But it's really, it, it's, a, and you're going to think I'm just a one-note singer here, but a, a communist. Uh, it, it's really a communist entity. But having said that, uh, here you've got Donald Trump talking about some trade deals with the UK and uh, upon leaving a, uh, upon leaving the European Union. Now, you've got news of Hillary Clinton. Cautioning the UK, Great Britain, uh, this past week, this Sunday, over its push to secure a trade deal with U.S. President Donald Trump. So you've got now, now think about uh, and how incredible is this? You've got Hillary Clinton as a private citizen saying, "Watch out for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing any trade deals here." Upon your exit from the European Union, you better watch out for this guy, Donald Trump. Not only that, you got Bush and Obama yesterday coming out and making statements against Trump without using him by name, but it seemed like a very coordinated effort by two former presidents to uh, belittle and and put down the current administration. And not only that, when these people are putting down Trump, they're not just putting down Trump, they're putting down everybody who supported him. Yes, yes, good point. Good point. And, and this is why the war against Donald Trump is so important and so personal. If if you look, I, Donald Trump, the man, he's a guy, and I don't flawed, believe he yeah. flawed. I don't believe that he can really change. Well, we've seen what's he changed really. Uh, the uh, Department of Justice is still as corrupt as ever. Nothing's changed with the DOJ. Tell me, tell me what what's happened aside from a couple of uh, low profile uh, pedophilia cases that got some ink. Tell me what's happened with the DOJ, where okay. they've done anything of of or Congress. I want to ask you this because uh, our friend Josh Kaplan over yes. at the Gateway Pundit today. Right. I want to pull this up to make sure I get it right. Um, he did a report that Jeff Sessions, uh, the head of the DOJ is still blocking... Yes, yes, yes. Um, Judicial Watch, uh, every request by, or every request that has to do with the, with, with the Clinton Foundation, with, um, uh, I have a list that's in my office, but there's like a half a dozen things. The Sessions Department of Justice is either blocking the FOIAs, 
or yep. fighting against Judicial Watch as one entity, the, the, the most prominent entity, fighting the lawsuits. And when they do get the documents, they're so redacted or they're not delivered as they should be. And this is the Sessions Department of Justice under Donald Trump. On Fox Business today, uh, this is from Josh Kaplan on the Gateway Pundit. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, Sessions refuses to lift gag order on key witness to Clinton uranium scandal. Yes. In a stunning ignition to Fox Business News, Fox Business News, Lou Dobbs, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer reports Attorney General Jeff Sessions refuses to lift gag order on key witness to the uranium scandal. Schaefer notes there's nothing legally holding this guy back except the so-called agreement. He says her attorney is adamant that this guy has the goods. He has critical information necessary to both the Congress to do its appropriate oversight role. Frankly, Lou, what the Department of Justice is afraid of and the FBI is they are going to be shown to have taken a side and acted politically behind the scenes when factually the evidence was clear that certain members of the Barack Obama administration not only abetted the Russians' taking of control of critical national resources, and he goes on to say that it's not just the uh, Obama administration, but the DOJ and the FBI is involved in a massive cover-up that could not only have criminal but civil penalties, and that the Attorney General under the Trump Justice Department is not lifting the non-disclosure right now and freeing the information to tell the Judiciary Committee and Intelligence Committee as needed. I think the I American know people everything they need to know. I really think I know. I, I think I know the identity of this man. Um, I think it's a common, it would be a common household name, but you know, you're talking about the, um, the, um, uh, the FBI informant block from telling mm-hmm. Congress, okay? And Threatened he, by the Obama right, administration. An, an American businessman who worked for years undercover for the FBI, confidential witnesses blocked by the, by the Obama Justice Department from telling Congress about conversations and transactions that were going back during Obama's time. They, they were blocked then. What's the excuse today? There should be no excuse that gag should be lifted, but yet it's not. So you either have Jeff Sessions, who cannot control the underlings within the Department of Justice, or you've got Sessions himself compromised, but either way, it looks pretty bad because you're the head guy there. What's going on with the Justice Department of Justice? Sessions needs to go, put up, shut up, do your job, and get these people indicted, get these people investigated. Don't do, don't be doing this, this junk. Uh, seriously, and this Victoria Ten- uh, Tensing is is representing his client. Um, it, it, this is just beyond the pale right now. And in fact, d- but it's worse because he's the gag order wasn't lifted. But under Obama, under uh, the Lynch DOJ, uh, there, uh, uh, Victoria Tensing, this gentleman's uh, attorney, said that she's got a memo that recounts exactly how the Department of Justice uh, last year threatened her client when he attempted to file a lawsuit that could have drawn attention to the Russian corruption during the 2016 uh, presidential race as well as helped him recover some of the money Russians stole from him through kickbacks during the FBI probe which he put up as an undercover uh, operative. So what I'm telling you is this whole Russian boondoggle another word was going to come was um, was actually uh, managed managed by uh, Obama, uh, uh, Loretta Lynch, and um, I'll stop there. That's all. That's, that's really that's all that's needed. And Mueller and Comey, but but there you have it. So it's a carryover from Obama. But the fact is, the deep state's in charge, or the shadow government is is uh, still in charge there. Yeah, 
We are at the very end of the show. We only got about two minutes left. I would urge everybody to keep your eyes on HagmanReport.com as we continue to uh, have original content from authors and curate important news each and every day. And don't forget, if you have the time this weekend, catch up on the Doug Hagman Show That's right. and the Hagman Daily Show. I'll pay you 20 bucks. <laughs> Both are available not only on our website and not only on Blog Talk Radio Live and Archive, but you can get the podcast, which you can download to your phones, your computers, um, and and anything that has chip podcast in your head. <laughs> applications. The chip in your head, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we both had uh, a great week of shows, tons of information, well, and uh, we want to hear feedback from you guys. So anybody who's new listening to the two shows, send us some feedback at studio at Hagman and Hagman dot com. We really do appreciate it. Unless it's bad, then keep there. keep your opinions to yourself. No, we want um, <laughs> kidding, we guys. want all the the good, the bad, the ugly, um, anything we can do different. But we do appreciate each and every listener out there, and. Uh, when we come in next week, we're going to be joined by Augusto Perez on Monday. I talked to him today. He's got some very interesting uh, places he wants to go, kind of a pickup from last time he was on, talking about the prophetic implications of where we are in the world today and the institutions of power, what he called the, the, uh, you know, the Babylonian institutions of power we see under scandal and controversy today uh, from the FBI to Hollywood and what that means as far as prophetically and biblically from ancient times, how that has looked and how it looks today. So that's going to be really interesting to hear from him on this. And, you know, I, I guess i got to ask, is La, are we done with Las Vegas? I'm saying that from a law enforcement facts coming out, information being released no, to the public. No, we, you know what, we haven't even started with Vegas, but I'll tell you what, uh, I wouldn't, there, there's so much wrong with that, that there really is. Do you know the Las Vegas coroner's office has been on lockdown since this happened? Well, I, that I can almost understand if they're handling all of the dead. Yeah. Okay, I, that I can kind of understand that, but but still, the American, the the deep state thinks that the American people are stupid. We're not stupid, and by the way, we can't handle the truth. Well, that'll do it for us. We will be back on Monday, barring some major incident that takes us to go to the airwaves this weekend. I want to thank each and every one of you. Have a great weekend. Until then.